we've got flags. In Amsterdam. You're going to... They, they just... It just got pulled. Oh my gosh. We, there's no... There's no episode. We might as well delete the thing. Hell, come here. This podcast is shoot you every... I mean... Not only are they going to pull it, Mr. Scott Stapp, snap, <laughs> Mr. Scott Stapp is going to sue uh, us. Fucking, I wish Scott Stapp would pull my thing. Um. That wasn't a laugh. <laughs> you started going. Ah. Oh, I We're gonna start with some poop talk. Oh, we got some number two talk. Some number two combo. Number two combo on this number thirty-seven podcast. That's right. Um, so there was a study about how long it would take to poop out a Lego. <laughs> Why is that a study? First of all, um, it just is. Uh, there's a there's a there's a company, the Journal for Pediag- Pediatrics and Pediatrics Child- Pediatrics and Child Health. Okay, has put on this study. So we did it to test to be like, hey, my kid swallowed a Lego. Wondering when it's gonna happen, yeah. when the movement's gonna happen, if it's gonna come out. Yes. And w- is this like to also test like if it's gonna hurt and stuff too? Yeah, or, yeah. Like, like everything all around. Exactly. Okay, um, that so- makes sense, I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess you, you need to know that. If somebody's going to call the CDC or whatever you call for that shit, I don't know. Uh, poison control. Uh, I don't know. But uh, this Are paper, they poisonous? No. Uh, <laughs> so, the, the, the short and stocky of it all oh. is that um, it'll be out of your system in two days. Good. Nothing big. Uh, it's just going to let it run just normal. But what I found, what got me to the, uh, the laugh is that... There is a fart score. What? Um, which is, uh, in when they do the study, they, they give something, I guess, a fart score. Uh, and the fart score averaged about 1.71 days to poop out a Lego. Fart stands for found and retrieve time. Oh, I get Yes. It. So the fart score is 1.71 days. Um, that you can you can get this this uh, Lego out of your poopy. Um, they found out of that, your poopy. Yes, and they found that um, you're not gonna have anything uh, any big issues. Uh, it found that that some evidence found that females may be more accomplished at searching through their stools than males. What? Um, Why? But it could not be statistically validated. I, do they have softer stool on average? I don't know. Um, I just that seems. Or maybe they can just. Why do we have to bring sexes into a shit? Um, it's just a study thing. It's nothing. It's <sighs> the numbers don't lie, Justin. I know that. Even though it says it, that it cannot be statistically validated. So great. Uh, but yeah, is it because they have smaller fingers a lot of times? They're or maybe they're not as afraid of poop because they're like typically. Um, there, be there has been study. Be careful. Over the years, <laughs> women have be careful <laughs> been forced to change diapers more because their men are pieces of shit. Oh, huh. you know, like That's that. What you did. Um, 
But yeah, so I mean, there there are situations in family homes where the <clears throat> woman is the caretaker of the children. I would um, really scared for you because I'm the one that says stuff like that, and you're <laughs> the one that doesn't. I knew, you well, keep me grounded. I'm trying to help you out. I knew what I was doing. I knew um, you knew, but at the same time, I wanted to build the tension. There was there was some tension. Yeah. How did I do? How did I land? You did real good. I would give you a nine point eight. Oh, okay. Out of a little bit of proof. A hundred. One perfect. But it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in other shit news, um, the, our toilets in the future, potentially, our toilets, our future toilets. Okay. Uh, we're not talking about personal stuff this time. Uh, uh, could potentially judge us, uh, judge our turds for us and our, our urine. Judge it? And actually, uh, like, read it. Uh, kind of give it a little, uh. Justin, have you been eating a lot more uh, a lot more fiber this week? Because uh, it's it's looking a little thick, buddy. Um, that's what your toilet could tell you at some point in time in your life. If my toilet talked like you, I would probably enjoy it more. <laughs> I well, and not I, that I don't enjoy pooping now, but I searched up and down on this article because I wanted to see if it was a, if they were going to give it printout, if there was going to be a digital screen, or if it was going to be just a voice. And it was like, a printout that comes out on like dot matrix paper. Know, like it sounds like it prints out in like old 1980s printers. Yes, it's a dot. Yeah, it's got the holes on the side and everything. Yeah, the whole total dot matrix is like... a carbon copy of it. Just in case you need to bring one to your doctor and you want to keep one for your file. But it doesn't tell me exactly how it's going to communicate that. But essentially what it would do would just give you an immediate read on your or your shit sample. Mm-hmm. Um, if you got so blood this, in your stool, I was gonna say this is like you can tell like yeah, that stuff. That kind of stuff. It's really what it's about. It's not it's more medical you. purposes. That sounds really cool. Yeah. You like eliminate you having to go straight. Like you could go to the doctor and be like, "Look, my toilet told me <laughs> <laughs> that I got a little blood in my urine. I think I might need to get some tests yeah. for some like kidney stuff. Just check that out. See yeah. what's going on down there. It'll it'll stop the like. Oh, I'll go like in a couple months if it's still going on. Like if I feel like it's questionable, it'll it'll hopefully kind of get you to streamline that process of like. Oh, it's time to go like to the pee doctor. Pee streaming that process. Uh, so do you, how often do people have blood in their urine? I don't know. Is that like a? It's not a common. Occurrence, I don't think I it's common. Like, it's just like every now and then, like whenever you're peeing. There's nothing wrong with my kidneys, but. Just a tiny little bit of blood maybe got mixed yeah. in with the bladder while I was uh, you I know, think, doing some stuff. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, especially, I mean, in like a female, it may be like you I might be on, for a stick. Might be in that, that time of the month and Uh-oh. you get a little like blood from that going in there. I got you. You know what I'm that saying? That makes sense. Uh, just kind of that makes dollars. mixing it together. Uh, but outside of that time, I think you get blood in your urine more frequently from like getting punched in the kidneys and shit. Like you have a ruptured kidney. Um, or something like that would cause a how, lead into How that. often are we getting punched in the kidneys? Um, me, uh, maybe once or twice in my life. Oh, I thought you were going to say like <laughs> a month or something like that. Like it was a regular occurrence. Um, but then like I think probably blood and stool is slightly more common, but even more serious though. Um, so all those things are important because you, when you get blood in your stool, that could be because of... Uh, uh, hemorrhoids or anything like that, you could mm-hmm. potentially lead to that. And hemorrhoids are common, but not good and serious to take uh, take some seriousness about. Why? Because um, it could lead to bigger issues. Like what? Um, things that I'm not a doctor about. I didn't go to fucking school for it, Justin. Would you look at my butthole if I asked you to? Um, <laughs> it's not a direct no, so you've got that going for you. Yay! <laughs> 
Um, what you been up to, man? Uh, a whole lot of stuff. Okay. A whole lot of things. Uh, I think it was yesterday. <laughs> Went up to BJ's Garden Inn Cafe in downtown Ducoin, Illinois. Yeah. Had a delicious breakfast with uh, my wife, my child, and my mother, who was there working. Yeah. Um, and then she told me that she pronounces memes, memes. <laughs> and I thought it was just funny enough to bring up on the podcast because I thought it was adorable of I, my mother. She was just like, I said... I, looked at, I was helping her with her phone. She has a tendency to let the grandkids, uh, you know, like uh, Jay's kids play with a phone. So they're moving apps and shit all over the place. And yeah. I'm anal about that really bad. <laughs> Working at, you know, Verizon for so long. And then also just not, you know, I'm just anal about everything anyways. Whenever I have my stuff on my phone, I have shit in folders. It's all on yeah. the front page. I only have one page. I don't have multiple pages to scroll through. Everything is nice and neat and organized right oh, where I need it. I got you. That's just how I do everything. That's how you roll. So I, you know, I kind of dwindled it down. I'm just like, she's like, basically I use these essentially, after I counted them, like 10 to 12 apps. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, perfect. That'll fit on one page too. Put your main stuff down here, your call icon, your text icon, your camera, gallery, app folder, and then just these list of apps, your Google thing here. So you can tap the Google bar and be like, hey, okay, Google, we'll do a quick Google search. Weather up above that, you're fucking set. Um... Her gallery was on there because I was trying to change her wallpaper for her. I was like, you got a lot of screenshots on here. You're like a screenshot queen. She was just like, oh, whenever I, I, I just see some of those funny memes, I just like to screenshot those. Yes. So that way I can see it. I was just like, what? <laughs> the what's? <laughs> so I just, I don't know. It struck me really funny. Me and Mandy laughed really hard about it. She was just like, what? What? How do I say it? And I was just like, it's not memes. It's memes. <laughs> she was just like, why? She called him like she was like it looks like it says memes or memes or something like that and I was just like no I no I get it yeah. I said it's memes I said but meme was a word before this was what it was tied to like it was a it means something else oh really yeah it's not necessarily just like for a picture format with text on it hmm. it meant something else before that it was already a word that's why we call it like it that that's why we know to call it a meme hmm. um, that happened. Number two. Yes. Zero water. We already talked about number two. Zero water. Filter. Have you ever heard of those? No. Brita filters, you know those? Yeah, I'm familiar. Cool. Zero water is another brand. Okay. Got one. Gotcha. Got okay. a zero water filter. Is so, it like, uh, is it a is it a pitcher? Or yes. is it? Yeah, it's another pitcher. So we had, it's not we like have, a filter system for everything have, that comes into the house. No. Uh, I know Brita does make the tap, at the tap filter kind of a thing yeah. too. I don't know that Zero Water does. I think this is just the pitcher. Yeah. But the system for the pitcher is that, like, Brita, whenever you pour into their pitchers, it's got, like, these three, uh, the filtration system's, like, threefold. And it's, like, all side by side and just kind of filters through everything as it goes down. This is, like, basically the size of, like, a fucking 20-ounce bottle of water. And inside of your pitcher, and it has, like, a five-step filtration process it goes through. Um, there's this system that's with it that's called tds um it's total dissolved solids in your water so it's including like lead any of that kind of stuff that you know uh limestone whatever it may come uh, through any of your stuff come what may yes um so we bought this zero water filter it came with a testing thing uh like an electronic testing thing so you could test the level of tds in water yeah so i got the bright idea <coughs> Justin's going to do himself a fancy boy test. Yeah. I got water from the tap, mm -hmm. clear cup, set it down on the, sh the windowsill. Yeah. 
Got water from the Brita filter that I had, the the stream one, which you just pour straight in, and you it basically filters as you're pouring the water into your cup. Yeah, following instead it. of doing it the like filtering it first before it fills up the pitcher. Yeah. So poured that in there, set it on there, and then did the zero after we got it set in there and tested the the TDS of it. Uh-huh. Posted my results on Twitter for all those people paying attention to my Twitter. You'll know already. You're in the know. I've seen this on Facebook. Have you? Uh-huh. Cool. Um, Elkville's tap water, 70. Not bad, actually, because most of Illinois, according to some chart that I read, is uh, the TDS score was roughly around like 200, 250, somewhere in that range for... I think maybe most of it was like closer toward like Chicago and testing like Lake Michigan, but there's a lot of water in there that's pretty rough. Um, it was weird because I saw that there's some that was just like, you shouldn't drink the tap water without it being filtered. And there's places in, I think it was like Nevada, New Mexico, both of those states, it's like, you have a filter on your tap. Ah. Like you have to, like that's like by law because you can't drink this water otherwise. It's bad. It's probably, and I mean, that probably has to do with the same thing. And it's like, when you go to Mexico, you're not supposed to drink the tap yes. water. It's probably the same water almost it, that they were yeah, Essentially, or just the way that like the climate and how it just every, where the water's at and how it's incorporated into their systems and stuff. However, the filtration. It's hard to get water into the desert. Yeah, it really is. Uh, they found like one oasis and it feeds every house yeah. in Nevada. Yeah. Um, uh, zero, or uh, no, Brita was 62, I think. So it, so took did, off eight. it took off eight, not a lot, and I was really disheartened by that. And then did zero water, left up to its name, zero. Cleared out everything. You don't think that it's a it's a scheme? No. Why would it be? I tested it on three different waters. How would it know which one's which? Because it puts a chemical in the zero that reacts. Because you're using the meter that comes from zero. Sure, but how you would bought I, into it. How would I know? How would you know? How, you don't know. Have to how know. would the meter know? That I was testing three separate waters. How would it know that the last one was going to be zero water? It didn't matter what the last one was. It's just that I'm saying that the filter is actually putting something in the water that's telling the meter, hey, set this to zero. <laughs> it's adding a chemical to be like, zero, please. Yeah. Okay. You gotta buy the product. I do. You're, Regardless you're, of if you're it is the chemical that's in it or something, it tastes like a delicious bottled Dasani. Uh, now that do we want to test it, the bottled Dasani? We can. That would be interesting. I would like to do that. Okay. You want to do that now? I've, I mean, we can. Okay, let's go do that. Hold All on. Right. We're going to pause the episode and we'll come back with results. One second. This just in, we did the test. Uh, it proves both of our theories right. <laughs> uh, and we learned nothing. We didn't We didn't learn much. It's a for I, uh... Dasani's sitting, rocking at a solid 22. Yeah. Um... I doubt that you taking a sip, one sip out of it, would have changed too much. Well, you know what I mean? I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't backwash a lot. That's what I meant. I don't think it would have backwashed enough to make it uh, to a 22. It probably was sitting at like a solid 20, 22 anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. You're buying it. You're you're a believer. I like it. You're a believer. I'm I'm a total believer in it. I like it a lot. Uh, So that was a a thing that happened. Internet issues. I promised it last time. You you teased it, and people are waiting to see how Elkville's internet is. Bated we know breath. what their water is like. Now we got to see what their internet is. If you guys want to move to Elkville, don't. <laughs> first. Two. Um, the internet works this way, and I had no idea, and I've worked for Mediacom for forever, but we never came to Elkville really to sell or anything, so I didn't know how this worked apart from, you know, Aaron and that other area. 
like Carbondale and stuff. So apparently in our area, uh, how, how most typical internets work, you have a central hub or a node that feeds the internet connection to the tap of the person's house. Okay. It goes from the tap into the person's house and that what that you know it goes to your modem and router whatever you have and so it feeds it out to the rest of the Each like city or each area has a node? Yeah, typically depending on where you live and how big the city yeah. or whatever is, you know, like us we only have one node in Oakville because it's Makes a sense. town of like fucking 800 people. Yeah. So it's not really needing that much to go on here. Definitely. Um apparently a lot of because MediaCom does provide technically fiber internet mm-hmm. now, um, speed wise, fiber is able to come to uh, to here into Elkville, and but it can only go to the node. Mm-hmm. Basically, everybody shares from the node. It doesn't have fiber to the tap, which is something that a lot of other cities like Carbondale or whatever Starting already to get have. To. Yeah. Um, but essentially, everybody shares from the node now, and that's how it works. So if something happens at any point in time to basically one's person can, one person's connection or if something else happened to the node, then it would affect everybody. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just how it works. If somebody has a spike in their internet or something happens, then it's going to affect everybody else too because we're all attached together instead of independently getting that. I see. Um, which is shitty. Because what happened was for the past two weeks my internet's been very intermittent. I can't. I couldn't even. That's that's the whole point of what I was wanting to bring up to with like games and stuff. I couldn't play any games really up until like the last day and a half to two days. Hmm. That necessitate online play. So like Apex or Destiny or whatever. I played them, but I didn't get a chance to play them until like recently. Gotcha. Um, but I've also been busy with other shit too. Um, work and whatnot. But regardless. We found out that when our MediaCom technician came here yesterday and they looked at everything, um, he came in and he was talking to us about it and he said that they found out that somebody in Oakville had took off the Terminator tool from the back of their house and they were stealing internet service and cable service um, and them doing those unsolicited services was fucking up the node for everybody because not just me, but since like Sunday, they've had like 15 people call in Damn. from Elkville at once. And they was just like, yeah, we got to get somebody out there. And they found the person that was doing it. They cut off their connections and stuff like that. And he said, I would guarantee that's more or less where your issues have come from because that's what I was telling the other people and everything seems fine now that mm. we've got him cut off. But I will check out your lines. He checked out. Uh, where the line comes from the tap to the house and uh, saw that it was apparently super old too, um, replaced it for us, you know, and got a brand new one attached to it and everything. So internet's now super good to go. Nice. And I just thought it was kind of crazy knowing that like everybody is technically connected together. Somebody, some, something happens at somebody's house where something on their line gets fucked up, like a squirrel chews through the line or something. Yeah. It's going to affect us too somehow. Damn. Which is really unfortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, Kaylee, Mandy's sister, had her baby. Cool. Uh, so we spent uh, several days, you know, kind of going up there whenever she was in the birth process and stuff, and visiting and whatnot. Um, so that that was uh, that was a thing that happened. Baby, healthy baby, he- baby, healthy mom. Healthy baby, healthy mom. He had cool. a little bit of an issue with some uh, some jaundice uh, stuff at first, uh, but it got pretty cleared up pretty quickly. Uh, I was trying, we were, she never told us what the name was until he was born. I see. Um, that's kind of how she was playing it. Uh, and I, we were guessing, and since Jared uh, is such a big DC buff, 
part of me had guessed that they were going to name it. I, I, he's more of a Superman buff than Batman, but he likes both characters pretty equally, it seems like. I had said that at some point in time, I was like, I wonder if it's going to be Bruce something, Daniil, like you know, have whatever the middle name is, or maybe even Bruce Wayne, Daniil. And that was like my guess. Apparently, it wasn't far off because they named the kid Clark. Nice. Uh, Griswold. So, uh, Clark Christopher. So, congratulations to them and uh, the birth of Clark Christopher, healthy, super awesome baby boy. Nice. Um, and then uh, what will kind of tie into uh, one of my game topics here after a while, after we talk about what you've been up to and stuff, um, Jay and uh, Mal and... Uh, his wife uh, and uh, all the kid boys came over to the house and we had kind of like a pizza party and, and kind of hung out and stuff. Uh, they started getting super interested in games now. Um, for Christmas, they got DSs and they got Mario. So Jude and Ollie are both like super obsessed with Mario. And uh, they watch videos of like Mario Odyssey all, lot, all the time because they don't have Switches or anything. Mm-hmm. But they watch that on YouTube and stuff. And they wanted to come over. Jay told them we have Switch. They freaked out. Um Showed a Mario Odyssey and stuff too, but I also uh, I traded in a couple of games and I picked up uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Oh, okay. Uh, so that way we could play together and stuff like that. And uh, it was a really fun time. I really don't get a chance to have them all over yeah. that often, but I'm assuming it's going to be more of a regular thing too now. And I told them, I was like, next time you guys come over, I'll make sure I get like another pro controller or something. So that way we can do all three of us playing at once kind of a thing instead of having to pass controller back and forth because that kind of got a little maddening trying to figure out who was going to play when and stuff like that i was just like we used to play whenever like if i died my brother would take over my brother would take over when i died kind of a thing whenever we were kids if we only played one like a one player game yeah i said maybe you guys could do that and they just really weren't really having that so no uh the kid of the 19 uh 2019s 2019s the 1900s 2010 kids Uh, but that's pretty much like a nutshell you know apart from running around working and and taking baby out more often into different places uh now which i talked about the last time we just now that anytime we go anywhere we've been taking her out and it's awesome having her around with us and i love it and she's talking a ton more yeah you shouldn't leave her at home by herself no she's not she's well the cats are really good babysitters but uh i think that they would probably forget something like feeding her or uh you know, like Wednesday doesn't really have milk anymore in her teats, so oh yeah, I don't think that would work out well. And they're really small, so I don't know how that would kind of. She get like, it. It's like having like a piece of rice in your mouth and trying to get milk from that. <laughs> Only oh. there's six of them. Yes, and you just pick one though, you because just, you couldn't you couldn't you get like squish the cat and just put yeah it you all couldn't in. get one of us. Yeah, whenever she used to whenever she was pregnant or after she got pregnant and stuff and she had the babies, I used to pick her up and kind of shake her around and go milkshake milkshake kind of make a. Shake. You're a sick motherfucker. I thought it was funny. You are funny. You're funny. Um, are you done? Mm-hmm. You want me to talk? Talk about stuff. Tell me what okay. you've been up to. Um, Tell me about your life. Tell me about your dreams. You want to know about my life? Your aspirations. Um, I'm starting your to get zits life. right now. You zits? Yeah. On your ass? I got one right here. It's healing up. And I got one right here. You know what I got one is. like on my neck. And they're just like... I. You've always you always look like you're you got a sugary drinks. You know, it looks like you've not had you're eating, drinking a monster. I'm I'm just telling you though because it happens to me quite often. You get the zits? I do, and sometimes they'll come like on my chest or something too, or on my back. Or, coming on your chest? I, you, dude, I could tell you. <laughs> That's where your zits I come I could from. tell you some stories right now about about chest coming. Um, no, I mean, yeah. but I mean, I get it all over, and it's just sugary drinks, sodas, coffees. I think actual like even if you drank your coffee black 
like which I know you do. Yeah. I think that can even like I've promote cut down. because just the caffeine in your system actually like makes that shit go too. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so those are new. No, they're not new. They come up every once in a while. I was just thinking. I was like, I don't ever see Justin with a zit. He's always looking no, looking thanks. pretty pretty clean, especially for a, a bearded man. And oils hang out in the beard and oils. Everything. I mean, there's kind sometimes of sometimes you can get zits in there, and those yeah. are like the fucking worst because it hurts. Because anytime you like move your beard, it it's like jostling yeah. that skin around that's it's irritated. Like kind of t- so tight. And, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tight beard. Yes. Um, I got a new belt. Oh, <laughs> your your, st- your personals are as interesting as mine. No, uh, can, we, can we do an experiment with your belt? <laughs> what I wanted to, I was like, I was peeing before we started this, and I was like, what do we want to title this episode? And I was like, new belts and pickle chips. New belts and pickle chips. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't want to title it that, but uh, which I know that you're gonna be like noted. Uh, I can. I've got no, some notes. Don't. I've got some notes here for potential don't. episode titles. Do you want don't. me to tell you? Tell me about them. Episode thirty-six. I'm potentially going to title it "The Bush Is Back." <laughs> and so far for thirty-seven, I've got fart score and the shit show, but shits in quotations <laughs> because we talked about that for a solid almost twenty minutes. Oh, solid. Mm-hmm. Um, like some of my shits, but not a lot of them. Um, no, I, I, I thought it was, uh, worth talking about that I got a new belt, not because I got a new belt, but because, uh, you find things like necessities, uh, belts, um, shoes, I don't know how you are, but I, when it gets to those things, I get a little, like, tight in the wallet, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I don't want to spend money on that shit, um, but it's stuff I use every day and it, it's interesting to me sometimes that like the things you, like I wear a belt every single day and yeah, absolutely. I wore the shit out of the one I had. I even bought a belt that I didn't like and was like, I'll just keep wearing this old one that's wearing out yep. until it fell apart like a year later. And I'm like, I don't want I've done that. I've belt. done that too. I bought a new belt to replace the one that I usually wear almost every day yeah. or every, you know, at least every work day now too. I have to have it at work. Um, you have to have a, like it's a requirement. No, it's just for me, I, it makes me feel more comfortable knowing, like, whenever I'm... Because I do more hey, but physic, Craig's not be out. physical labor and shit like that. I'd rather have my pants up and, and knowing that I'm good to go. Yeah, As opposed to, like, sweating and getting, like, everything starting to get a little loose little and baggy and whatnot. Yeah. You know, I want my shit to stay tight. Definitely. I understand. But I bought a new belt, and I wore it for, like, two different times, and I was just like, I'm just going to wear my old one. This isn't <laughs> broken. It's not comfortable. It's kind of similar with shoes, but I really do need new chucks bad. How much did you pay for said belt? Uh, I think it was like maybe twelve bucks. Okay, see, I, mine was twenty, and I was like, I don't want to spend twenty dollars on a belt. And yeah. I was like, I spend twenty dollars on two meals. You gotta think about that. 20. What is it like? Uh, like dudes that ride Broncos and like a rodeo and shit that get like new belts, new belt buckles and shit like that. And they, I feel like to me in my head, they get that like every other week. They're like, I got me a new belt, a new belt buckle. I spent fucking four hundred dollars on that <laughs> shit because that's a solid gold belt buckle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I I'm trying to get into pickle chips because um, I love pickles. I don't, but I've never been a big pickle chip fan. Cool. Um, so I tried some on the way here. Lay's. They were uh, Jays. Oh, I was close. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the only pickle chips available I got at the grocery. Uh, they were okay. Um, but I'll keep you posted on that as we continue. <laughs> um, I also started a new thing today. Uh, <laughs> like a podcast or is this a new podcast? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I'd, I'd found myself 
desiring to uh, mm. elaborate on things like um, maybe just make up a story about something. Um, mm-hmm. So like when I talk about um, why that that car's pulled over, like oh well, you know there was a guy and he was he was uh, like he was driving while masturbating. You're doing like and, an improv thing. Yeah, well, just kind of trying to build on a story and just kind of make it up. This yeah, is like all improv. tied. This is tied to your comic thing. That's that's like like a key thing for like comics, you know. Oh, I guess not it just, is not just necessarily improv that's comedy, true. but they're good at like storytelling. But they build and they do add like falsehoods to something to make it more interesting yeah. and to add more depth to Johnny depth to their stories. Johnny depth to it. So I've been I've been working on that and I'm enjoying it. It's fun mm-hmm. uh, to just kind of like build on things. I'll I'll continue to do it. It let my uh, my imagination mm-hmm. kind of take hold a little bit more. And in my day to day job, I don't really get to build a lot of imagination with accounting and uh, and programming and computers. They kind of uh, frown down upon imagination and accounting mixed together because then yeah. you end up like making up fake stuff. Yeah. Uh, so and you shouldn't do that. Uh, so, so it's been fun. I called it creative talking instead of creative writing. I like it. Um, and at certain points, so it kind of just seemed like I was lying to people. <laughs> Speaking of work, how hard was it to get out of work to come to Havana? <laughs> um, it's been really hard. It's been tough to get away. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the business is doing well enough that I was able to get you that plane ticket to come down here. Speaking of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Havana, ooh, da, da. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, but it did. It didn't. Like at a certain point, somebody's like, "Really, that happened?" And I was like, "No." And then I was like, I started feeling bad. I was like, "I'm just lying to people. It's not even like I'm not. It's not even uh, creative talking. It's just lying at this." You're point. the boy who yelled wolf. Yeah, uh, yellow wolf. Outside of that. Um, I'm really, we got a, we got a couple of shows. Uh, we played Walker's Bluff a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, PK's coming up this weekend, which is a couple weeks back. So that's already happened. Um, as far as that goes, we've been, we set up a new structure, um, to our shows just to kind of try a trial and error it. Like a tent? Uh, uh yeah. Like you play in, underneath a tent, that kind we, of a yeah, structure? Yeah, we got like a new, a new structure <laughs> like over Like a pop-up us. tent? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So essentially what we've done is set up a way for the two of us, Thomas and I, to open up for each other. Oh, yeah. And to open up for the band. So Thomas goes on for... We play for three hours. Most of our shows are three hours. Uh, Thomas goes on, plays a half hour set by himself. Didn't we, we, did that with, uh, didn't we do that with apples and hand grenades yeah. at some of the wineries? Like, he, he would play for like a half hour, you'd play for a half hour, exactly. we'd play for like two. So, same premise. Yeah. Uh, doing that now. So, he's playing half hour, I'm playing a half hour, and then we're playing a, a full two hour set. Um, and no breaks in the middle of that two hours is kind of a fun, it's like, so straight many, up. Yeah, I was going to say, that's so much easier and copacetic yeah. playing, and it, it, you have more fun picking a variety of songs every time yeah. that way. And then it and have to be the same stuff. And we get we've got a solid. We get really well practiced. We get to play like the hits. Like when we play our two hours, we're not. There's no filler, and it's just like boom, 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 boom of uh, like '90s hits. So that's how many booms? Boom, boom. It's uh, probably like thirty to forty booms. Wow. Um, that we do in the middle of that. Uh, but my solo set's been cool to kind of flush out some new originals that I'm working on. Uh, play through some ask for the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Play through some songs that I've been trying to write and record for the last ten years, um, and that's been neat. Uh, it's been a, a cool process. Uh, when we played at Walker's Bluff this last time, I actually uh, got got asked to be turned down a few times. I guess I was a little a little loud for the audience, mm. um, so I got to kind of 
learning different techniques to control my volume a they're little bit. They're just like, hey, we're drinking wine. Back you off. You need to fucking calm down. Well, and like, you know, you're familiar with my playing style, which is like, I'm just slamming the shit out of the guitar, like, a lot. Yeah. Um, it's Plus, like, we've also always determined ever since we recorded vocals and stuff together, you're obviously a lot louder vocally I mean, when than we, I am. When we played, I wouldn't yeah. even use a mic half the time, so it was like, <laughs> i just sing over the drums and then just, like, smash the guitar. So, like, that's kind of, I'm learning to uh, do things a little bit differently, changing up my pick, uh, and kind of running through that right now, actually. So our next show, I'll be playing a lighter pick, just trying to try some things out. Um, Until Thomas turns to you and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, no, he's actually helping me out with that's it. That's good. Uh, just trying to figure out what exactly, because it's not typically when we play together, it's when I get on my own whimsy that I get a little wild and crazy um, with things. Like but, the kids? Yes, like the kids. Wild and crazy kids. I mm-hmm. got you. I see what you did there. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about is that, and you know that you brought this up about my Facebook feed. I realize that there's a fucking con every other month or every other week. I don't know if that uh, pops up only in my notifications or if I can actually go to your Facebook page and see that you're like interested in all of these. I, I don't, don't know if that works. You I know don't, what I mean? I don't know how Facebook works 90% of the time, but I realize that I could probably start using the calendar a little bit more. Because I'm always like, oh, I'd like to know more about that when it comes up. And then I realize that, oh, Facebook invented a thing called Advent Calendar like 500 years ago. Shadge Gobert. Um, and just his cousin. That's my title. Mm-hmm. Cousin. Uh, you manages the can't get rights. I do? Manages the can't get rights. Oh, look at me. Tells me. me. Um, no, but, it doesn't show me your, because this would have been, these are all old. Yeah, this was like last night. Or the night before. Yeah, no, that's it doesn't show me all that. It hey. was in my like notifications though. It kept popping up and it said that he's interested, interested in this and it shows it showed like a fucking laundry list of like twenty things that it had that you were interested in. So just to kind of go over them, if you're in the local area, um, and if you're not, like go on Facebook and find shit because there's a lot of cool things that and I mean everybody else is like, Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, there's a bunch of stuff out there. Uh, there's a SI Comic Con at Benton Civic Center. Coming up on April 6th. Uh, I'm definitely going to try to get to that. Um, looks like a Comic-Con. I'm, I'm into the small cons more than I am the big cons. Just like I'm into small concerts a little more than the big concerts. Right. Um, the Anime St. Louis Con is in May 3rd. I've always wanted to go to that. Um, I'm not I, a big anime, anime co- fan. Expo? Yeah, but uh, the Anime Be Expo just to see sounds... the most cosplay. I love that. Love mm-hmm. that idea. I mean, just to go. There's a Twin Man you'll show. Know, you'll probably recognize a couple. Yeah. I would assume. I mean, you know anime, some anime. Yeah, anyway. definitely I do. Yeah. For sure. And then also that same weekend, there's a Toy Man show, which these are every uh, like every couple months in St. Louis. There's a Toy, Toy Man? Yeah, it's called Toy Man. T-O-Y-M-A-N. Um, and they do these five, six times a year. Um, and they're just toy shows. They're giant like toy shows where they've got different... Toy Man shows. Old toys, new toys. Where the big kids uh, go to play. It's just like a giant show, toy show. Sounds like exactly what it is. But they do... Um, Holy shit, look at that wall of pops. Yeah, it's it's nuts and it's all... I mean, they've got books, I'm sure, too, but it's... Yeah, you can see this... Uh, looks like this picture that like DVDs and games and stuff on that wall and some comic slots there, too. But it's just a giant vendor thing that they do in St. Louis or in the St. Louis area. Um... Like Raiders St. Louis area. They do it all the time. In the Machinist District 9 building. Yes. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's cool. I, I don't know if it's like common, common knowledge, but I think in the in the toy 
world it is, but for all those people that like to go to cons for the vendors and stuff, this is another place to do it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and then we have Salem, Illinois has a Comic Con. Really? Uh, that I did not know about. The Salem Comic and Toy Expo will be May 18th and May 19th. Um, and we'll just go a little bit further down here. Go, give, um, I'll give I, you one more to look forward to. Uh, Metropolis Supercon on June 7th and 8th. Supercon. Uh, and 9th, which is, uh, always a good time. I've been there, uh, five, six different times, but it's pretty cool. cool. What's, uh, what you got pulled up there? Wizard World? Yeah, I was just curious to see if they announced any more other people that were going to be in it. Looks, it looks like, like they like have. They have some. Yeah. Apart from Jason Momoa, Sean Austin, we talked about, uh, Chris Kattan too. More of the people from Charmed. Holly Combs, Brian Krause, uh, Drew Fuller. Uh, this chick she played, I think maybe Ruby in Supernatural. At one that makes point sense in time. with her hair. Yeah. Um. Well, she was like a demon in one point. I think that's who she is. And she's in Smallville. She played Black Canary. Uh. Joe Flanagan from Stargate's Atlantis. This this is the original. Uh. Daniel Colossus. He played. Yeah, I was gonna say original Colossus. That would have been from. X two and three. I think they didn't show it at Colossus and one. Oh, you know what I mean. Gotcha. Uh, so I guess maybe X Men two and three. He says he's also on the Twilight Saga, but I don't. I've he never watched like that. Like a B character, probably. I don't. He doesn't look familiar. David Alpay from Vampire Diaries and Tudors. Ernie Hudson gonna be there. Fucking nice. OG Ghostbuster. Chris Owens. Says he's just from American Pie franchise, but I recognize him from other shit too. Yeah, I mean that's probably just I his like, like most known. The first thing that I've ever seen him in, and I'm almost 100% positive about this is that he was in, I think, an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode that I remember. Oh, yeah? I'm almost positive. There was a redhead Fucking kid Rookie of the Year. Look at him. He's gonna be there. He looks exactly the same. Thomas Ian Nicholas. Lou Ferrigno is everywhere. Um, Scott Enos, Scooby-Doo. That's dead like the voice More of Scooby-Doo, More guests coming soon. Yeah, I guess. Said Shaggy, Scooby-Doo, and Scrappy-Doo and different things. Oh, right on. In the comics. He does the voice. He does the voice when, the he, when he reads them. <laughs> That's He's the letterer. <laughs> um, and then my my big uh, kind of grand finale of personals is I went and saw Weezers and the Weezers and the Pixies. Yeah, tell uh, me about that. I saw a boat. It was uh, there was a boat. <laughs> um, uh, so to start off, there was a, a band that opened up for them called Basement. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I've, I've heard, heard of them. Yeah, I've heard of them. They were in my even in my uh, library of music in to Google Play Music, I guess. Um, so I listened to a couple of songs. They sounded familiar. Um, they're from England. Uh, they were more bad. They kind of had like a garage band kind of sound to them, um, but they were really tight uh, sounding band. Like they were, you tell that they've they're they've from Ipswich. Really been uh, practiced. They've like they've been together for a while. They yeah. they know what's going on for sure. Started um, in two thousand nine. They're ten years old. Yeah. Pretty solid band, and then Pixies went on. Nice. Uh, second, uh, they did they go hi? They like started. Nobody said hi, and they kind of waved. Played for like an hour and a half, hour and fifteen minutes straight. Did not yeah. stop to even talk. And like when we watched uh, Animals as Leaders for the yes. first time, and the guy just came out and did the. We're Animals as Leaders. We hope you enjoy this, and just fucking started yeah. playing Capo yeah. and me and you just went. Holy shit! Yeah. And that's that's exactly what Pixies did, but not in the same complexity. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so they they played solid. I not uh, we talked about this before. I'm not not that I'm not a big Pixies fan, but I don't know a lot of Pixies songs. They played everything under the sun that you uh, could potentially think that they would play. 
plus more. Um, definitely a lot that I liked. They were they were they had a lot of good songs in there. Their bass player now is Paz from Perfect Circle. Cool. Um, I guess she's been on like their their touring bass players for like the last ten so years. So what happened to so. the other chick? And uh, she just isn't part of the band. She's not there like I think she came back for a reunion tour at some point in time, but then just didn't. Uh, Karen, I think is her name. Yeah, I, was she gonna, did I the felt like I seen images of her, not of late, but yeah. older with them. Yeah, but I didn't know that yeah. she'd been gone, gone though. And uh, but yeah, they played a hell of a show, and then uh, then the Wheeze came on, mm-hmm. and they started off their set with the uh, barbershop quartet version of Buddy Holly. Uh, that they did on Fallon. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you saw that. Yeah, I saw that clip. Uh, they started off with that and then uh, went up on stage and uh, st- opened up with My Name is Jonas and uh, had like a cool backdrop and a kind Good of opener. set. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and did, uh, yeah, they did pretty much almost everything from the Blue Album. Saw a lot of pyrotechnics and whatnot. They did, they did some pyrotechnics. They played probably just about everything off of the Teal Album. Okay. And then they just played one-offs from there. They played one song off from the Black Teal? Album. They played covers and shit, too? They played almost the entire Teal album. Jesus. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. So they played uh, Jigget, the Hasta Luego mm-hmm. song from yeah. Black Album. They played, uh, like, um, uh, Hashpipe. They played... Um, he played... Island uh, of the Sun. Island of the Sun. They played, like... Photograph, uh, maybe. Those are like the three. They didn't play Photograph. I didn't know. Those were like the three bigs off a of Green album. Yeah, they only that's they didn't play. They just played those two. Yeah, um, that sucks. And then they played um, what's that? What's the do? Where's my brain? Mm-hmm. Yep. That song, Perfect Situation. I yep. uh, played oh, that. Was that on Ratitude or Hurley? That was on Make Believe. Oh, I was way off. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> uh, they played that one on the boat. Uh, when you saw him on the the picture yeah, of on yeah, the boat, he played. Um, a cover song, can't remember what it was, but they, they he got on the boat and then sailed. Uh-huh. And so they just pushed him yeah. to the other side of the. I arena. think that's what I saw was them him sailing and yeah. something going on on stage, and he was just like holding his guitar up and yeah. waving. Kind of uh, so he played one song on the way there, and then he played uh, "Perfect Situation," and then came back um, and uh, had a he had an oar with him when he was rowing back and uh, did that. But it was uh, it was a really good show, a lot of high energy. Um, they only played like, uh, which I say only, they only played like an hour, 15 hour and like them and Pixies played about the same set, but Pixies played like 30 songs to Weezer's probably like 14. Um, there's the set. Oh, there you go. Uh, Buddy Holly, Happy Days intro. My name is Jonas. Oh, they did play that. That was on. Oh, that was good. That was Red uh, Album, I think. Is that Red Album? I think so. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe not. El Scorcho, Surf Wax America. Cool. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They played a, like most everything from fucking, uh, everything from Blue Album. Yeah, can't knock yeah, the hustle. There was like, that's the one you were talking about. Yeah, the new one, the Asaloega. Yes. Um, fucking beats. I guess that. Well, um, what's that one song? Never mind. I forgot where it was going. Uh, I just didn't know because I know that those those two albums. Like Ratitude and Hurley were both kind of in that weird window of when they were like they were like only released like six months apart. Yeah, and it was like they were like pushing out music like super fast, and it just doesn't seem like that's their. They didn't pull a bunch of shit off of that album. Like each album had like one single that was on the radio, and they didn't play those. So very like I think Hurley had Where's My Sex. Yeah, and that was like they played. Was that even radio. a single? Did yeah, it was a single? single. It was on. It was on like TAO and stuff. What was the Jackass song? 
Uh, that was on Hurley as well. That's the that was memories. the big single. Memories. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, I mean, it doesn't seem like maybe they're pulling much from that at all. No, the middle, the whole middle section. Like, is there anything maladroit? No, Pal- yeah. paranoid. Perfect situation was solo. Yeah, stand by me he was up like... on the beach, and then take on me Africa. They came back and played No Scrubs, mm-hmm. and then ended on Buddy Holly. Like full version of Buddy Holly. Yeah, Only in Dreams, I think, maybe is one of the only songs Dude, from Blue fucking, that they didn't play. It's nuts to me how fast Setlist FM has this shit. There's got to be somebody that's not yeah, that's enjoying the show at all. They're just like typing shit. Well, I mean, they must <laughs> just save up the list and then just be like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm enjoying the show, but just type that song real quick, put yeah. it in my pocket, enjoy Type the next song, kind of a thing, whatever. Yeah, if their job is to type, then they're if they've got a job, they're not enjoying the show. Sure, they are. Get off your fucking phone and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Not you, not you. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. I'm glad you had. To, I'm glad you had fun at shows. It was really good. I'm glad you're going to a lot of things. I got a. Uh, uh, you live life for me. I got a Cirque du Soleil concert coming up, which isn't really a concert. Get to go to as many concerts anymore. Exactly. Right now, I'm excited for whenever we can put muffs earmuffs on the baby and take her with us to yeah. places got uh Amanda Palmer I think is coming up soon Blanda Palmer Blanda Palmer yeah it'd be good it'd be good uh, you've been playing vid- you said you played a couple of them uh, I did throughout. Uh, so we played about New it. Super Mario Brothers U um, which adds in some new content we've, we've kind of talked about before with the uh, the whole Bowsette uh, controversy this is that game oh I got gotcha. um, so we have basically the same game that came from New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this also adds in the DLC of the Luigi U content, yeah. and it adds in some other new levels and things as well. But it also lets you play as uh, Nabbit, which is the purple rabbit thing with the bandana mask mm-hmm. thing on. I think. Excuse me. That character is they call it easiest mode because I don't think he can die. You can get hit and have. Oh. Like, uh, invisibility frames he's just kind of, kind of a, a bad guy he doesn't really have yeah, he doesn't, you don't get like hit <clears throat> you can play through the whole game and basically not die and you that's just how that works gotcha. um, Peach or Toadette technically is the quote unquote easier option um, when you like transform like girls no because whenever you transform into Peach at uh, as Toadette and you get that crown ability because she's the only character that can accept it um when you play as her and you get that ability, you as Peach, which has you know been through every other game that you're allowed to play as Peach, you have that ability to kind of glide yeah. with her. Um, so that that kind of has a almost infinite glide in a way. Not that you keep the same thing; you still you still slowly decrease, decrease, yeah. but you don't have to pick up the suits like uh, like the uh, the the nut thing that you can get that like gives you the raccoon suit. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to like pick that stuff up anymore because I mean you're already kind of gliding with her basically. So that kind of necessitates doing that and it lasts longer as a glide you can kind of just indefinitely go and level yourself out there's no like weird mechanic to it like there is with the uh, the squirrel suit stuff mm-hmm. um but overall it's really fun i'm excited i'm playing through just base game right now by myself um i played like i said with uh with jude and, and the other kids too um just a little bit and just let them kind of start over on their own file and just kind of take turns playing but um for me myself, I'm playing through the base game again. I'm just starting off as Mario. I'll go back through and try out maybe Toadette. I don't want to do the Nabbit thing, I don't think, because I don't want to not die. I want to have some challenge to it, but I want to experience what the Toadette one's like. I've never done it yeah. in person yet. Um, so I'm playing through just the game as ba- base game as Mario. Um, and then I go back through and want to do the Luigi U DLC and try that stuff out. Maybe through the Luigi U DLC, I'll, I'll try the, the P 
Pichette stuff there just to kind of see how that goes. But so far, it's fun. I mean, if you've played any of the new Super Mario Brother games, whether it be on the Wii or the Wii U one, it's basically more of the same. They're just giving you some more content. Um, it's a little bit better as far as like the polish goes, but it still plays in 1080p, 60 frames a second, like it did on the Wii U. Yeah. Um, just looks a little smoother as far as the textures go because they polished up a little bit of it whenever they added in the other content. Um, so that's been fun. Uh, played a little bit more Apex. Played with uh, Josh Smith and Zach Calvert of all people. Oh yeah. Really? Uh, I've not played with Zach or anything in a long, long time, but uh, it was super fun playing through that with them. I know. The biggest reason that I wanted to mention Apex is that now they have actually started officially their season one oh, of that's right. Apex. So that has actually begun as of now. I, I This will probably be a few weeks into it now, probably like three. Um, I've not got it yet. I saw some of the content that they've unlocked with it. There's, uh, there's some new areas that you can go to or new maps or whatever that kind of come with it. Um, just like how Fortnite works and kind of how we talked about before, it does give you like, uh, you can get like extra boost, double XP, you get uh, you get the uh, unlockable boxes for like costumes and outfits yeah. and stuff like that faster too. Um, there's also a new character that comes with it too. Um, I don't know what the character's name is. It George. seems like cool. George has a, uh, a an ability, his like special ultimate ability is you lay out this like he's a super fast like sprinter guy he just takes a little bit more damage but his like ability is that he jumps and runs faster and his ultimate thing is that you lay down this thing that you and other people on your team can use that makes you jump super fucking high and you can just jump onto mountains and stuff like that and just kind of traverse the world that much faster nice. and kind of scope out everything in the area to kind of see like a broader scope of like, Oh, I see dudes over in this area. You know, I'll just throw this out and bounce up real quick and see that they're there and whatnot. Um, so it just kind of seems like an interesting mechanic. Yeah. I didn't think that, that was where they were going to go with it next. Um, and then lastly, f- since I got the internet fixed, I went back through and played destiny two and I finally got to start playing some of the, uh, the new season of the drifter stuff. Um, kind of experiencing that. And I'm going back and playing some of the stuff that I didn't play from the last season either, um, which was the season of the Forge. Yeah. Um, and it's been really fun uh, grinding out and getting some new weapons and new gear and everything is always super fun. Um, there's some new gameplay mechanics with some of the other things that they used to be able to play, like uh, the Iron Banner is uh, right now, this week as we're recording it, is out. Um, which is a multiplayer game mode type. Um, it gives you like unique weapons and stuff like that that you don't get but once a season. Um, and they're here this week. And uh, they added some of these different gameplay mechanics to it to where now when you play Iron Banner, your light level matters. Usually when you play ulti- like multiplayer on Destiny, it doesn't matter. Like the standard quick play, you could be a level 20 character and have... 300 light and I could be a level 50 character and have 680 light or something and we would be on a level playing ground but now if you play Iron Banner and you're hopped into that I could fucking destroy you kind of a thing because my level is so much higher than that and my weapons just do that much more damage but um, not only did they incorporate that but they have this this gameplay mechanic that's tied to it to where you can as you play through the missions and stuff like that that you're doing like what we call a weekly so you're going out and doing these different quests every week um, you have a random chance of getting this token right now. Um, it's like called like Bond of the Wolf or something like that because everything in the, the Iron Banner is all like about wolves and uh, stuff like that. Um, you get the Bond of the Wolf and it makes your power level 
go up one level, a hundred levels, uh, light levels higher. So if you are just starting off, you're still like 600 or 640 or something like that. You can be up and like maxed out at 700, um, obviously, cause that's the cap, but you can basically make your light level 700 and you would have a standard chance to do more damage against those people. Hmm. Um, so it kind of helps you out in that sense. Whenever you're playing iron banner, I've not seen one yet, but I know that that's a thing that you can get, but tried playing some Iron Banner last night whenever I got on there, and there were some people that were like, some like, like 650 or something like that, and there were some people that were like almost right at 700, and they were just beating the shit out of me, and there was nothing I could do. It was just told Dallas when we were playing. It was just like, I shot this guy like four times in the head, and he barely, barely took away some of his armor, and I was just Damn. like, this is stupid. I was just like, I don't know. I just have to get one of these tokens if I'm going to try and take this serious because I can't do any damage on these guys right now. But um, it's been super fun. I'm excited to get back into Destiny and play some more of that. But those are the games I've been playing. Cool. What have you got? Um, not much. I, I've been uh, busy doing other things. Right. Um, so the games have been limited. I haven't really had a big itch to play. But sure. uh, there was a point over the weekend that I was like, I kind kind of uh, want to play a little Horizon Zero Dawn. So I uh, played that for a little bit. That was fun. Yeah. Kind of get back into it and. Um, I wasn't... Did you play through all the DLC of it and everything, too? Shit, boy, I haven't played through more than... I'm, I just barely have gotten into mm. my mission. You're, uh, you're just dinosaur hunting. I'm just having a great time. That's basically that. Um, I, I, I forgot. I, I actually am linearly trying to follow whatever it's trying to take me to. I've forgotten by now what I'm actually even supposed to do. Right. But it's got that little yellow thing that's like, hey, keep walking this direction, and that number goes down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm working, <laughs> working my way that way, but... In the meantime, I get distracted, and I'm like, oh, I need more parts because I need to make arrows, so I need to shoot some shit. So uh, that's what I've been doing. And then uh, kind of like the idea of Final Fantasy VII on the Switch. Um, I mentioned that previous episode, but uh, that's probably going to be my next adventure is uh, going down that. I don't know if I'll get to it right away because kind of enjoying um, being creative, and uh, and then I've been trying to read some more. Absolutely. And, when you get into yeah. it, like I said... Obviously now the graphics are a little dated, but the story itself holds up really well, and I like it a lot. I think story wise, it, it tells probably the best story out of the, yeah. the Final Fantasies. I mean, that's saying a lot because I, if it's, I think probably to me honestly, and I might be one of the few people that say this, I really enjoy Final Fantasy VIII's story. I love that story yeah. in line. It's never going to get a port because of whatever reason that Square Enix is going to tie it down. Because nine was the first one they brought over. Yes. Okay. Um, they're skipping through eight. I don't know why, but it's it's something with Square and maybe some other company that they worked with or something at the time. But I see. there's no port that has ever been made for it, and I don't see it ever becoming available. I don't know why, but um, I really love Final Fantasy VIII so much. But apart from that, I think. Six and seven probably are the two the storylines that I love most. After that, it would probably be ten because I played ten so many times because it was like one of my first big PS2 titles that I got that was like a big open oh, RPG yeah. like that. And I remember playing through it, beating it, and like, I'm going to go back through and get like Ultima Weapon and just play through shit in the open field and Xanarkin over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember definitely having very fond memories of ten yeah. as well. Um, what about on the movie TV side? Uh, not got a chance to watch too much stuff. I've got a few things here. Uh, have you heard of Mickey Mouse? I, I'm familiar with the character. Um, he need once. Uh, he once rode a drove a steamboat. He did. Yeah, as his name was Willie then. Willie then. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, he also uh, he has a kingdom key as well. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot he's, about he's, that. He's uh, he's a king in some lands. Yes. Uh, no, we watched. Uh, I started getting kind of invested in with watching this with Betty at one point in time. They have Mickey Mouse shorts. Um, Are these the ones that have the real cool animation that looks yes, kind of older? Yes. In yeah. A way. I've seen a little bit of it, but. Not only is the animation older, it has this mix of older animation with some of the newer style that we have, but I've never really watched full episodes of it, and I told Mandy today, I was like, I could watch a lot of these myself (laughs) and not have Betty, because this plays out, this is the Mickey Mouse that is probably not the most appropriate for kids, unless you're like maybe seven or older, Okay, because this Ep- like if you watch these shorts on YouTube, and I'll link you some too, and I'll, if uh, if I remember, I'll try and re- link some maybe in the episode um, descriptions. So that way, people can see what I'm talking about. But they are basically taking Mickey Mouse and all of his friends and mixing it with basically like uh, like uh, Ren and Stimpy or Rocco's Modern Life, that kind of humor, like oh, exactly really? that kind of humor mixed with Mickey Mouse, and it is funny as shit. Huh. It is hilarious. I love it so much, and I was just like, I want to watch all these just myself. It's so fucking funny, and it's so good. Just watching some of them, just like trying to think of one that happens. Uh, Mickey and Minnie are about to go on a date, and he knocks on the door, and he's just like, and he knocks on the door. She answers it. She's like, oh, wow, Mickey, you're like three hours early. Why, why are you so early? And he goes, you just looks like close-up camera thing of his face and he just is like tiny face like you would see on Rune and Stiffy. he just goes I'm obsessed with you <laughs> like really creepy like he's just like oh I just want to stop by <laughs> it's just like like it's stupid funny and I love it to death but huh. it has like it mixes in other Disney characters too that are yeah. there's one episode that starts off with like Snow White and uh, she's like singing a very beautiful song from Snow White and the Seven Doors. And then uh, she's cleaning these stairs. She's got a bucket of water and she's scrubbing the stairs while she's singing. And uh, Mickey and Minnie just fucking bum rush down the stairs, knock the pail of water into her face. And she's just like sitting there like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> um, and then Mickey and Minnie start singing. You see the dwarves kind of get incorporated into it at one point in time. So they start meshing some of those worlds nice. together too and kind of incorporating it. But it's, if you like... Rocco, or if you like Ren and Stimpy and that style of humor, check those out. They're only like three to five minutes long, okay. each of them. Yeah. They have multiple seasons of them, and you can watch them for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, just Mickey Mouse shorts, they're awesome. Um, Mickey Mouse's shorts are yellow. The, they're red. Oh, they're red. red. They've got yellow buttons on them. <laughs> yeah, that's what um, I was thinking of. Uh, another show I started watching is called The Pizza Show. Okay. It's a cooking show. Oh, okay. Go figure. Uh, it's, it's on Vice, the same thing that we watch uh, uh, Fuck That's Delicious yeah. on. Um, similar vein, the guy that's actually on there, what, what I recognized him from whenever I, because I didn't know he had his own show, he was on, they have a couple of shows that are on Vice that are purely basically like cooking shows that they cook with uh, cannabis or, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a can of butter and stuff like that in their dishes and stuff like that. And they had one that was almost like a... Uh, it was like a competition version of that show, and he he owns two pizza shops in uh, in New York, and basically they took uh, the cannabis and stuff, and they have just not just cannabis butter, but like the oil extracts and stuff like that, and they incorporated it somehow 
depending on what strain of it was into every aspect of the dish. Mm-hmm. So like it was just like this strain is not you know like fruity or sweet or anything like that. This strain is a little bit more refined. It actually tastes very like earthy and herby. You know, as far as like, you know, doing dabs on your weed and stuff like that or whatever. So they would incorporate that into the dough and mix it in with like some of the herbs that they would put into the dough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the pasta sauce or the the red sauce they would put on it. It was like, we'll put some of the sweet in that, you know, have like a sweeter red sauce with our stuff. Um, But he has his own show just called The Pizza Show. Um, One episode I watched was just like based at his his Brooklyn uh, pizza shop. It's actually just called Best Pizza. Um, it looks super awesome and he starts doing, uh, he started doing a, uh, very like diners, drive-ins and dives-esque type thing where he specifically goes to other pizza joints, starts off in Brooklyn, kind of spans out from there. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he just, you know, it's just kind of cool seeing the perspective from, you know, like Guy Fieri has, you know, his show, he has his foods and stuff that he cooks. He, of course, you know, he cooks all kinds of cuisines. This is literally like, I'm a pizza shop owner. I'm a pizza expert. He's won awards for his pizzas and stuff like that. I'm going to go talk to other people that have pizza shops that I know of. Like, this is like my fucking bread and butter. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to explain it to the people and I'll show them how, what your process is too and what makes it so unique. That makes sense. It was just a really cool, unique show. Um, Nothing we can binge actually because it's not on on like Hulu where you can watch episodes of it. So we just have to wait until we catch it live. <gasps> I know. Oh my goodness. Uh, but I did watch one film and that was, uh, which I talked about last week about the album coming out, the Fly of the Concords. Um, they have the Live of London on HBO. Um, oh, I just bought uh, HBO now again because Game of Thrones starting um, this oh, month. Oh, gotcha. Um, so I got that on there. I was just like, let's watch the Live in London because I love the, the album so much. Uh, but Plays out just like it. They have some bits and stuff like that that obviously aren't on the album. And the album has some stuff that's not on the, oh, yeah? the video version of it. So Interesting. It has some stuff that it kind of ties in there with. Uh, but uh, it's fucking awesome. It, it's, it's the best interpretation of what we saw live years ago. Because yeah. we went and seen them in, I think, 2009. It was right after the second season of Flight of the Concords came out. And they were doing a tour, and they were at uh, Fabulous Fox in St. Louis. Nice. And we went and seen them live there. Um, uh, Eugene Merman, who's a stand-up comedian, who's also on the show with them on HBO, did a stand-up set first before that. But this was like the best interpretation of kind of like what we saw when we were there. Um, and it's been you know basically ten years since they've done any kind of a tour or anything like musically, and uh, it's just gotten better. Nice. Like they took some of their old songs that kind of did some stuff to kind of breathe new life into it and all the new material is fucking funny as shit. But uh, if you like Fly of the Concords, you like comedy music, definitely check that out. Album's available now on Spotify and if you have HBO, you can check out the special. But that's what I've been watching. Nice. What do you got? Um, I have been watching uh, some TV. Uh, watched Miracle Workers uh, finale season uh, finale. Oh, it's done. Workers. Yeah, the uh, the Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, I'll tell you right now, the first thing I thought of was like, for whatever reason, the first thing that popped in my head was Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and I was just like, why are you watching an old Christmas movie right it's, now? It's so good, man. You got they got that old that old Santa Claus man. Yeah, it took a second and for that, it to pop, and I was just that, thinking of black and white, and I was just like, that seems odd to that little girl, and they she goes to the the mall. I don't fucking know. I've never seen the movie. Okay. Um, no, Miracle Workers uh, ended. It's a. It was a seven part miniseries. Is what they did. Seven. It's not going to do anymore. Nope. It's a. It's just a miniseries. Hmm. Um, they did. They had a story to tell. They told it, and I guess they're done. Good. Um. So. It'd be it, easy for me to catch up. 
it it actually if they cut it in a way it could, they could just make it a movie yeah yeah i mean cool. it goes the opposite of when i'm always like i'm like just cut that movie up into half hour segments and make a tv show but when they did it with just seven episodes it's like oh that's just a like a two-hour movie it's just like a it By makes, time you cut it makes more sense for them to do uh tenacious d apocalyptico as the which they ended up doing yeah. as an hour and a half long feature like the half like the five minute shorts were cool but Breaking it down in an hour and a half long feature just seems it to worked. me like it makes more sense. It worked. Because it was cut fine. Um, finished watching season one of American Gods. Nice. Uh, it was good. I, I definitely dig it. I think it is... Um, did you, you read the books, right? Yeah, I read the book. So do you think this is a better, like a good interpretation of it? Yeah, I mean, it's it's in the sense that like... I, I, and I don't any... I mean, maybe at one point in time I was like, it's not like the book when I'd watch stuff. But like, I'm not that big of a reader. And when... I take the time to read stuff, and definitely as I've grown in my own art and everything, it's like there's interpretations of everything, and you got to kind of take them for what they are. And Absolutely. plus, you kind of, as you get older, you just kind of lose your ability to give too many shits about things uh, until where you get, like, overly excited about it. Um, but it's not a direct interpretation, but there's, I think there's added things. I really like the way that, one of the things that definitely stands out is that Laura, uh, his, his dead wife, plays a very much more prominent role in the TV show than she does okay. in the book. Um, and I like that. And I think that she they have a good actress playing there. I'd heard that it was such a good interpretation of what was, you know, comic book, or not comic book, what what was book-wise, yeah. that they just ended up adding more so onto mm-hmm. it and getting a little bit more layers into the TV yeah. series. Because I'd heard, not just from you, but from uh, some of the people in the other podcast that I talked to after we recorded... Um, that they were watching it as well, and they said that it was just like I've read the book, and they enjoyed mm-hmm. the TV show almost a little bit more than the book because it took all of the good aspects of everything that was in the book, and they was just like they added more lore and everything else into it, has yeah. much more depth even than what the book had. Yeah, well, and it gives you that ability, and I hope that they get to see it all the way through because I think it's doing pretty well. I mean, they've put a lot of money into mm-hmm. the marketing of season two, um, which is a good I think sign. It got renewed for three, it didn't. I have no clue. I thought I'd heard that. They're only like two or three episodes in, so I didn't know if they'd already yeah, renewed I think, something. I think that that's a thing. Um, but so, you know, it's actually got to me to the point where I'm like, I might, depending on time-wise, I may end up getting the, it's on Stars, I think? Yes, it uh, is Stars. Might end up getting the Stars membership for mm-hmm. a couple months to actually watch it in real time. Uh, other than do they have like a stars like app that's like stars mm-hmm. go kind of a thing yeah, where so. you can watch and stream it that way i think so or you no. can just add it on to hulu yeah, too you would have to add it on to hulu because i remember thinking that for and i was they like don't. they they have a, a thing like that but you have to have a subscription that's not tied to like hulu or something like that or sling because we had sling and i was like i want to add stars and i want to watch american gods because it's only like five bucks extra when you add it on to sling it was going to be cheap enough. And I was just like, if I have that, I could get the app and then just do it that way. And if you go on there, it's like it only supports basically actual television providers or cable providers, satellite. You know, I It see. doesn't have any streaming service stuff on it. So if you oh. watch it, you have to either watch it live or if they have a library that's available to you from like Hulu and they're like, hey, you have this. You can watch a back catalog of this now. Yeah. Um, that's the only way you can do it. Otherwise, you would have to have like Dish or Direct or Mediacom or whatever. But so I'm, I'm I'm considering it. I've got some things I want to catch up on before then, and I'd love to only pay for it for one month and kind of watch the whole series. Would be my plan. Just yeah. kind of wait um, to do that. Um, also, 
watched the first episode of Videos After Dark. I think I was over here when you guys were yeah, watching. Yeah, we watched. It. Uh, we watched it. It was good. It was funny. It yeah. was uh, the return of Bob Saget to uh, America's Home. Funny. I'm from Video. It almost seemed like I don't know if that's that way though too because I'd have to watch old AFV because it almost seems like he's trying really hard to try and bring that all back that touch you know that feeling that you had when you were watching the old school afe yeah. as a kid kind of thing for me anyway yeah but you know um watching that old school afe with doing the same voiceovers you know like yeah, you see a dog walking yeah. down the street and he does that oh look a fire hydrant oh i hope nobody's watching me pee on it you know, yeah kind of a thing um and he's trying to bring that back but it almost seems like he's trying a little too hard this time with it and i don't know if it was just because it was the first episode it maybe he's gonna relax into it but Definitely, it's like it is a. It just picks up right yeah. where it's just it's just dirtier. It's more it's Bob Saget's yeah. true version or truer version. I'm sure it would be even even more raunchy yeah. if he had no uh, no gloves on. I told Manny after he was watching the first episode, I said like you know if I if if I was him, and the show did not take off take off you know like the just way they're YouTube hoping. Versions of it. Um, no, not that. I was like uh, the giant neon version of my face. I would ask to have that. Oh yeah. After I'm done, <laughs> because who else is gonna want it first? <laughs> Two. I would just yeah. be like, I'm vain enough to be okay with having a giant thing. It could take up a fucking room or an entire <laughs> wall. I wouldn't care. That'd be cool as shit to yeah. have a giant neon outprint version of my face on something. Yeah, it's funny. And then I watched the first episode, I guess you call it an episode, of the Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures. It's just kind of the, the, the YouTube shows, Star Wars the kids kind of yeah. short. Um, there's a Yoda one, I think was the first one. Um, but they're like, I mean, they're a minute, two minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm excited to kind of dive into The animation looks cool. Yes. And it's just more Star Wars. Uh, I yeah. wish they would do that animation style with a full show. A full movie, yeah. Or not even a movie, just like a TV, like a, oh, like a, like a Rebels series, or something like yeah. that, but just do it that way. Definitely. Um, and then movies, I watched Edge of Tomorrow. Have you watched this movie? It's is it a, the Tom, yeah, Tom Cruise, Cruise one. It's I've never called, watched it. I've, sorry, I've heard it. It was actually really good. Also known as Live, Die, Repeat, I do believe, was like the tagline. Yeah, it was the tagline for it. Yeah. And then like it ended up being so big on the poster that people thought it was called Live, Die, mm-hmm. Repeat instead. Um, it wasn't a bad movie. It was kind of an interesting movie. I think I picked it up based on a recommendation on a podcast I was listening to or they, something. Uh, they're uh, making a sequel. Are they really? Yep. Yeah, it got picked up for a sequel. I heard that a few weeks ago. Gotcha. Yeah. But it was a it was an interesting uh, just movie, and I'd, I'd recommend it if you like a Tom Cruise kind of action movie set in uh, some sort of future. Mm-hmm. It was it was. That came out the same time as that one movie with uh, yes. what's his face with uh, Matt Damon. What's yes, it? Elysium. Uh, yeah, you're right. Because I was like, it was kind of confusing. In, he's in like a robot They're suit. That's kind of yeah. he's in kind of like a mech suit too. Yeah. And it was just like the same almost like. It made me feel like it was the same premise in both things. Obviously, it's not, but you could have told the uh, you could have told the Edge of Tomorrow story in any kind of time, and it would have made sense. You could have told it as a as an old western. You could have told it as a modern day crime story. I would um, have been. It would have been really awesome to see like an old western with the mech suit still. <laughs> that would have been cool. I wasn't thinking like the mech suit wasn't super important to it. No, but oh. I mean, leave it there. Oh, okay. I mean, that's just asking for coolness. Gotcha. And then I watched the Mary Poppins Returns. Yes, it was it good? It was good. I uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't get. I was what I was hoping by the uh, the trailers was that like that that uh, just unapologetic feeling of hopefulness mm-hmm. that was just like. This is going to be like positive out the asshole, and it's just going to like make you feel good about life and do it better. No, it wasn't like it was still a very positive and good, mm-hmm. heartfelt movie. 
but it didn't have it didn't hit the the feels like I hoped it would. I got you. Uh, but it was a good solid movie. Songs were good. Um, I felt like it suffered from the same thing that every movie does in the year 2019, which is that it's just uh, about 30 minutes too long. Um, and it just, they're like, let's give you more movie. And, uh, and I get that, but I, sometimes I want to see like, give me the, uh, the 1999 version of that movie. That's 90 minutes long. Um, I've seen that they added, uh, Christopher Robin to Netflix. Netflix. And it's on my I, queue. I thought about watching it. Uh, we, we thought about watching it at one point in time. And then we also decided that we didn't want to cry that particular day. And I think that's what led us to being like, let's laugh and watch Friday the Concords. Uh, you think so it's gonna be a crier? I th- I think it would probably make me cry anyway. Oh. I like I liked poo growing up. Yeah. Um, in every sense of the word, and <laughs> uh, I think it just it seems like a very tear jerky type of movie to me anyway. Yeah, this is a poo in scene. certain aspects. You know, it's like it's the hook, you know, type thing. Like he it brings grew up, you back, grew back. You know, what I mean, like he, not no, not that kind <laughs> of hook. Um, Bring me Peter Pan. That one, yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, you were that, talking about the movie. Yeah, huh? I was talking about it's that, oh. that aspect. You know, he, he left. He grew up. And he grew stuff up. Like yeah. That. I just think that it'll be like, oh, that is horrible. Yeah. No, I mean that's horrible. Your shit that you just did. It was horrible. <laughs> I'm talking about that now. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna make me a very sad boy with when they're just kind of come to terms. Like he's like, I have to go live my life now, and I'm gonna have to let this go. But I still love you, Pooh. And he's coming, I love you too, Christopher Robin. Do you think it'll be like a positive version where he's like, I can be an adult and I can still love my childhood memories? Probably, but that'll probably still make me want to cry. Uh, He'll be like, oh. Yeah. Because I'll be like, I wish I I could still be a kid. (laughs) Um, Yeah. What about music? Music is a thing. Uh, You listen to it uh, on the radio or on streaming services. Yes. You sometimes put earbuds or headphones on to listen to it. Uh, it's a medium that's been around for a very long time, and I like it. How about you? I do like it also. Cool. I listened to Tame Impala's new song. It's called Who? Patience. Tame Impala. Tame. 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 Like you tame a dog. Yes. Tame. Impala, like the vehicle. Like or the animal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Tame Impala. Tame Impala. Got uh, it. They've been around for a while. They, I think maybe like almost 10 years now, something okay. somewhere around there. Uh, I really like their stuff. They used to sound very, uh, I would throw them in the genre of like Black Keys, that kind of uh, like standard rock, I uh-huh. would give it. Um, like a little bluesy influence? Not now. Okay. Not now at all. Now they sound like a 70s soft rock band, and I fucking think it's cool as shit. Okay. Uh, it, when it started up the song, it was just like, sweet, new Tame Impala. And she was like, dun, 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 What's like, dun, what's dun. 70s soft rock? Like, uh, like a Fleetwood Mac kind of mm-hmm. vibe? Okay. Like a, maybe a little, uh, little hollow notesies, but not as like upbeat. Just we're, we're rocking it real soft and smooth. Okay. Um, that's that way the whole time. And I was just like, this is like fucking vibed out um, to the max. It is really cool. I thought after I first heard it, I was just like, I don't know if this is uh, my favorite. That this is the direction a lot of those bands of that genre and of that time are trying to go. Yeah, seem like they're kind of mellowed out. Uh, Cage the Elephant seemed that way. Uh, like after their first initial album that had like in one ear and right out the other. That one. On oh yeah, I don't know. Um, that album was like very rocky and reminiscence of like kind of Black Keys esque in that sense. But then, like a few albums later, they slowed down. And they tried to do this kind of like a softer genre, like a very vibey, 
uh, electric, you know, we're adding in synths and stuff to our stuff, kind of have like a synth wave style to it. And then now with like Cage the Elephant's new single, I know it's kind of came full circle and it sounds more like the old style used to and brought like a little bit more of that rocky feeling to it. But I still like the kind of weird 70s synth wave kind of flavor that they kind of coming off with that song. It's uh, it's called Patience. Uh, I think I've just been born to rock. I'd... I'd I, I sometimes I enjoy that music, but when it comes to like writing music, like mm-hmm. like it seems like the like the faster drive the better. Like That's, when it comes to performing. whenever it comes to writing and performing music, I would rather play the rock music versus yeah. anything that's soft or synthy like that. Yeah. If I was gonna do anything that was like electronica or whatever, obviously it would just be like I wouldn't want to do that with anybody else. I would just want to just sit here, mouse keyboard, it. and just put on some fucking cans and just go to town and try and make my own like beats and stuff and mm-hmm. make something like that. No vocals try to do anything with it. Just make music to I make gotcha. music, kind of yeah. like that. Very like I don't. Know, I I would love to try and learn how to work with a program to write my own like lo-fi music because I think that would be fun. Yeah. I really like that music because it relaxes me and to come up with something like that would be cool. But if I'm gonna play in something, it's gotta be rock or it's gotta be metal. It's gotta be. That it's, gotta be it's gotta fast. have some beat. And even like the like the acousticy like singer songwriter stuff that I do. And folky it's stuff that we faster. wrote. It's I mean, all like if you're at up tempo, not even yeah. like the folk stuff. Like if we slowed it down, we played like uh, I can't think of what the song is called. Ah, I don't remember what it's called. Oh. Uh, until I scream. Oh yes. So uh-huh. even that was that like maybe like a hundred and ten beats per minute. Like we're yeah. still dun 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 dun. Even for a softer yeah, song. Absolutely. Um, Agreed. Uh, Nicholas McGallis, do you remember him? Mm-hmm. He was a Vine guy. Like, he was a popular Viner. Oh, um, no, I don't know anything about Vine. So, back in, like, 2013, whenever Vine was at its, like, really big peak, mm-hmm. uh, he was on there at a really popular channel, and he wrote music for years beforehand, but he used that as a medium to kind of put out a single. Um, um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that song, that single, too. It's of like again of the same genre, which is something that I'm really getting into because I know that uh, Black Keys wrote. Uh, they have a new song out too called uh, "Low High." Yeah, I've and, heard that. Uh, it, I like it a lot, but I'm I'm in that kind of a frame of mind right now. It seems like because I'm mm-hmm. listening to more music like that, that has that kind of a flavor to it. But I thought that since when Vine kind of fell off, that I, I felt like I'd never heard anything from Nicholas Magalis again. Um, I went to go listen to that single that he had released on Vine again. And I found out that just like two weeks ago, he released like a whole EP, like a six songer EP. Nice. And uh, his vocals now are to me a lot better. His uh, his range is way better. It's all clean. It doesn't have this what kind of distortedness on it like the other single had. Um, and it's uh, it's very theatrical with his his vocals. Uh, I told Mandy as I kind of compared it to listening to like Ludo or uh, Say Anything. Okay. Like he's very theatrical with how he presents his vocals in the song. Um, I think the song I listened to first that was off of that was called Telepathy. I think that's the the single. Um, but I would recommend if you like those kind of bands like Say Anything or uh, or uh, Ludo is kind of a, a Say Anything. Nicholas McAllister. Nicholas McAllis. M- McAllis. Me, Nicholas Megalis, like Megalis. Megalis. There we go. Megalis. Can we just call it Megalis? Well, you can. Um, but I really, mm-hmm. I really dug it. It's like a, like I said, like a, a five or six songer cool. EP. Um, I made notes. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, and then a couple of the more instrumental stuff that I've been listening to, like metal wise, I found a guy. I can't think of what his name is. Right, something Kent. Um, Clark. It's, it's not Clark Kent. I, I can't think of his first name, Leak. but. 
he wrote um if you search zelda metal like on uh, spotify or youtube he wrote a couple of eps one like two years ago and then this one that just came out like uh, a couple weeks ago as well and it's called helma rock um and it's zelda metal volume two but i was anticipating somebody just doing like the you usually hear renditions like metal renditions yeah. of these songs like video game songs and it's just like but this is it took he took the music of zelda that i love and adore and he brought it down and made it very progressive metally. Nice. So like whenever the uh, the album starts off, it's got this weird ambient tone to it, and it's like the the main theme of Zelda. But it sounds like you're listening to something like an Intervals or a Tesseract album starting mm-hmm. off, and it's got this weird melodic to it. Um, then whenever it builds up, and you listen to like the Hyrule Field theme, it's still like and it's got this driving beat that's behind it, and it's all just super cool like progressive metal like that you would get from like like i said those bands are yeah. between the buried and me but you're just listening to an instrumental version of it and it's all taking that music that i love and making it kind of original in his own nice um so i think that that's really cool i can't think of what his first name is but check out is if you type in helma rock or zelda metal volume two you'll find that and then uh the last one as i was on my metal kick i picked up um listen to uh anoop sastri's uh solo albums because i've never listened to that he's the drummer from intervals um sky harbor he's he does uh like metal drums for like four different bands professionally and tours with them mm-hmm. um but uh he has his own music that he's written um uh had some friends help him with the the guitar work and stuff but he wrote like the kind of the gist of a lot of the melodies and stuff that came with it and definitely all the drum work and stuff also but uh, he had an album come out a few years ago, I think like 2014, as early as that, called like Titan, and then one that came out a year and a half ago as well. But uh, obviously the drum work on it is like the highlighted feature, very deep bass tones to it and stuff, and you're like, it stands out more so than a lot of the other stuff, and that's kind of the whole point. But just progressive-wise, it's up there with like all those other albums from like Tesseract Periphery or whatever musically it like just comes together and it sounds super solid um, nice but as just a metal drummer anoop sastri is like super awesome uh follow him on instagram he is on instagram if you guys want to uh he does a lot of really cool just different like licks and stuff like that where he's just in like the writing process of trying to come up with the different drum uh medallies and stuff like that with everything and uh it's, it's just really neat but that's uh that's a lot of some of the newer stuff that i've been listening nice. to what you got? I, uh, I, it's funny you mentioned metal. I actually have, have my return to metal. Um, I've been not really a metal guy for quite a while. I, I mm-hmm. grew up metal and metal, metal, metal. And then like probably a couple years back, uh, I guess probably when we started writing a lot of the ass for the rest of the stuff. So probably mm-hmm. about five years ago or so. Yeah. I just kind of was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It doesn't do anything for me. I've appreciated some of the more uh, yeah. instrumental stuff more, yes. probably, but then still, it wasn't really driving for me, and um, and haven't really found that. I you know I'll revisit some stuff here and there, but nothing I think was like. Was, oh. I feel like I fell off that same time too. Like I started listening to more. I tried. I even branched out like listening to more like hip hop and R and B and older R and B and stuff like that too and, and found a lot of different genres that I really do come to like love and learn that I liked. Yeah. That I didn't think I would. Definitely. Um because I never really gave it a chance. I was just like it's fucking rock or it's nothing else for yeah. the for majority of my life. And then once I started branching out I just fucking love everything. But that was the same way. Like I found those key bands yeah. like uh, like Periphery or Intervals and Tesseract, uh 
Sky Harbor, tons of different like instrumental bands that yeah. I just come to love and appreciate. And it was more or less just like, I love this. I'm going to listen to it just on part of my commute or I'm doing homework or messing around the computer. Just throw that on to have in the background to kind of listen to kind of a Definitely. thing. I, uh, but yeah, so, and I think it has, for me, it was a little bit more of an aggression thing. I, I wasn't, I didn't need that export of aggression mm-hmm. as much. Um, but I have since just recently, um, I think out of just being plummeled with articles, um, from guitar, uh, ultimate guitar, which is where I get a lot of my tabs. I read mm-hmm. their articles as well. Um, I, I started, there's a lot of stuff about Devin Townsend. Yeah. And Devin Townsend is uh, started off his career kind of as the the uh, the singer for Steve Vai's a couple of his albums, and then kind of went into this metal world uh, with the th- the songs and stuff that he had in uh, 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 Strapping Young Lad, and all I remember of Devin Townsend growing up is that guy is fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. I love him not having the gross hair. Um, and I don't know if you remember watching like Strapping Young Lad music videos and no, this is, uh, all you could just do is watch him be gross. Like, so he looked like this when uh, Sounds of the Underground was the so thing in St. Him. Louis. Yeah, we saw him live. Okay, um, Me and Jay and I think maybe Thomas and Melanie were with us. I don't know. It was only, they only did that Sounds of the Underground, I think maybe one or two years. I think just one. Okay. It was outside of uh, Pops in Sauge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just an outdoor only thing. It wasn't even, uh, it was just in the parking lot. You parked like elsewhere, like back by like the nightclubs and shit. Uh-huh. And you, it was in the big fucking parking lot. And uh, they had like, I think two stages that was doing it. But that was the first time I saw Norma Jean live. Oh. I think Poison the Well was there. Every Time I Die. Bunch of bands that I love. And that's why main reason we went. But the uh, Strapping One Lad was there. Uh, it was the first time I saw Gwar live as well. Yeah. Um, not the last time, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but Strapping One Lad came out. They played some songs. And I was just like, this is okay. And then he did this thing in the middle where he comes out. Devin Townsend does this thing where he's just like, I love all of you guys. All of you young men that have come to our concert. You're... Your love for our music just fills my balls up with semen that I wish I could ejaculate onto your young faces. And I'm just like, he's talking to like the, he's talking to the kids in the audience. He's talking to like the 13 year old boys. Like he's talking about teens and young kids in the in the audience. He's not talking to me. Yeah. He's talking to all these guys around us. I'm just like, this is fucking gross and weird. And uh, and if I remember, that was my right. first experience because I never heard of Strapping Young Lad yeah. until that point. Gotcha. And that was the first iteration of. He looked exactly like this. Yes. And that was the first thing I'd heard and saw. Rocking a skullet. Played um, played two songs and then he gave us that little uh, that little ear biscuit. And he kind of <laughs> in that band had almost like a, a black metal-y kind of mm-hmm. vocal, like <laughs> kind yeah. of. And it just wasn't really my style. Um, he since had the uh, the Devin Townsend project, mm-hmm. the Devin Townsend band, looks, which were all looks so calm now. They were all good. Like <laughs> he's definitely got a style that he's very talented, very talented dude. Songwriting's really good, but there wasn't really anything that drove me into him um, at all. And the only thing that ever got me to where I was like, I kind of like this dude was more of his outlook on things, reading interviews with him, mm-hmm. um, and just he seems to be kind of a goofy dude, just yeah, in general. Yeah. Um, and I, that, knew, I knew that he was joking, a lot of the audience was yeah. laughing about the shit that he was saying. Yeah. And he even like kind of <laughs> giggled while he was yeah. like walking away from the microphone. He just wanted to do it for the shock factor yeah. and just to be stupid and funny, but at the same time, I'm just like, 
oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've ever listened to like Devin Townsend Band or Devin Townsend Project, you kind of get a sense that it's kind of got a, a prog metal uh, heavy kind of yeah. feel to it. Um, but this, uh, by the time this album, this uh, episode actually comes out, Empath will have released. Empath mm-hmm. is the Devin Townsend, his first technically solo album, I do believe. Everything else has had something on. This is just Devin Townsend straight up. Uh, he's released two singles as of right now, uh, one called Genesis and one called Evermore, and they are awesome. Like it is, it is the most. I, there was an article I was reading today. It is the most Devin Townsend sounding album and songs ever. Uh, like it is, it is perfect. It's all over the place, like weird shit. Really, like it goes from just really operatic and musically theatrical to like real proggy to heavy like metal blast beats and kind of shit uh just all over the place and um i'm in it i really like it it's probably the first metal thing that i've liked in quite a few years um outside of just the standards that i've had um he's actually coming uh to town really soon so he's coming to pops um not even as the headliner um, which I thought Who's was kind of weird. Um, some band I've never heard of. I can't even remember what it is. They're, oh, they're I think I know what show you're Avatar, talking about. Avatar, maybe? I don't remember, but I'm going um, to look it up. It's uh, so the Pops Rocks. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's just really been uh, something I've enjoyed listening to over and over again. Shit, T-Pain. And then... Uh, can, can you believe T-Pain's going to be at Pops? He seems I, like he's a little above Pops. I don't think he is, though. I just You know what I mean? Uh, you know who was at... Uh, like the Yin Yang twins we were got, at in Carbondale the other sure. night. But I mean, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. Who hey, little mama, let me whisper. Where you my dick? Uh, what? And then they have like, where you see my dick? Is that how it goes? I thought so. That's a I whisper it was, song. Please let me show you my penis. Is the what the Lonely Island did to make fun of it? I thought it was wait till you see my dick. Maybe that's something. part of it, and that's why they made fun of it. I don't know. We also got frat dropout party oh there my too God. coming. Let's not just read the pops list. Um, Buck Cherry. While you're looking that up. <laughs> DMX, Ooh. Dance Gavin Dance. I would go there. I like Dance Gavin Dance a lot. I'm looking it up. You said you were in, why you're looking that up and you stopped talking. I know because you kept listing up the bands that are playing at Pops. Oh, I'm still gonna keep listing. ICP's. <laughs> so gonna you're gonna just keep interrupting me with though. Mushroom Head. So I might as well just wait. Mac Lethal. <laughs> no, go ahead. Keep going. No, I will not. They're there, right there. Avatar. Okay, Avatar. I was correct. I don't know. Dead. I've never heard of them. In sixty eight. They look uh they look like they would be friends Very with Devin Townsend. Uh but yeah, so I'm excited. I hopefully I'll get to go to that. I've got a plan a plan to. I saw that August Yes. A B R. Mm-hmm. You, you you know them by their initial. I've I've seen them like four times. You're you are in it. I was. Uh, and then the other the other thing I've been listening to is just more I've been listening to my demos like crazy. Uh, I know it's kind of like I love listening to me. I love listening to me. No, uh, it's it's just interesting to to keep kind of revisiting songs that um, I've written and just trying to figure out how I'm gonna rework that stuff. And um, I see 2019 being a good year for for me uh, soloy. I I didn't uh, I didn't get uh, did I but ask, did I ask you the last time? Are you planning on any of the newer stuff that you add? Or are you gonna add it to your uh, website? Yeah, and or... I was gonna try to. Uh, Put in some like some uh, some sort of written um, words, some set of written media to go along with it. Maybe a, a story or explanation or something to kind of tie into it cool. to feed that side of it. But uh, I my one of my pieces of media for last time was 
to come back with a couple of different things recorded. I don't have them done yet. I got you. Uh, but I, I will have a couple of things. I'm excited for the original uh, because it's nothing you've ever heard. There's a lot of songs I'm working on that are like pieces of stuff that I've pitched to you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is something that I just started writing a couple weeks ago. Um, so bringing it to you, just it's like kind of a fresh ear. So I'm excited for that. But um, that's my music. Nice. Uh, comics. You read? I have. Yes. Uh, more East of West. Volumes 1 through 3 have been read now. So 2 and 3 since last time. I've There's not six. Got there's four on Comixology Unlimited. Uh-huh. Um, there are actually eight total. Eight? We, you okay, said wow. there was five, and I looked it up, and I was like, there's actually eight as Wikipedia of right now. Wikipedia lied to me. They did. Um, eight as of right now. Um, I'll probably end up getting them. Honestly, I, I started four, but I haven't gotten very far into it at all. Uh, work this last weekend, whenever I was trying to get some reading done during break and stuff, it ended up being pretty hectic with some shit that was going sure. on there. So I haven't had a chance to actually get too much more into it, but... Um, still holding strong though, the story. Yes, it's fucking cool as shit. I still love it. Uh, like I said, I, I don't really want to give too much away. I gave away like a big synopsis before. That's a good enough setup for me to to kind of I would hope get people into the swing. Of you it. got me into it. Um, I mean, I haven't started it, but you got me into it for yeah, sure. I, I it's story wise is just kept keeps getting better and better as it goes along. I love the way that they're doing some of these characters and they've done like the very, like uh, we've killed off major characters and stuff as things have gone along to um, people that you've seen since like issue one, I would assume. And then very like walking dead, dead esque off. You just like, wouldn't anticipate them dying this soon. You're just like, Oh fuck, they're gone now. Um, I fucking think it's cool as shit. I'm excited for the premise. If, if the Amazon thing does end up getting like picked up and we yeah. get like a go for it, I want to see how they do that. I don't think it would be animated, but at the same time, like I said before, I, I don't know if I don't know if this is something that should be shot or would be shot just plain Jane. Like we've got a fucking camera, we're doing it. It's almost like story wise to me. I envision it having like a visual art cycle, like you said before, like Scanner Darkway would be cool. Mm-hmm. Something like Sin City esque, because the way that like, like a live action characters but are animated, yeah, kind ca- of they're kind of their way they're portrayed, but the way that it would be shot and the world set up and stuff would be kind of maybe in my head would be set up kind of like into the Badlands because it has a very kind of samey premise oh, with I the way that that's how it's kind of set up with the world being separated by certain you know factors so like the United States and this is separated by different segments, yeah, which right. in a in a volume. Four, when I first started, it actually kind of starts off and it shows you um, the actual, like, this is where, like, it actually shows you the map of the United States and you go to each section. It's like, this is the North. This yeah. is who is in charge of the North. This is what they're strong in. Like, their their army is fucking strong as shit. Their political is a little meh. You know, and it actually, like, breaks down all the stuff, like, what's good about pros and cons of each nation. shows you where they're at, where the areas of conflict are at, because there's, like, there's a border, but it's, like, there's a conflict of who's going to own this border right here, and we're just at peace right right now kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. So it's cool, actually, they broke down, like, the map so you can actually visualize it more so whenever you're, like, oh, shit, he went from, like, death went from being in the north at one point in time and went clear to the fucking way over here to where like the native Americans are at in like North Dakota and basically was on this like metallic horse thing and rode from 
what would essentially be in my mind like Washington D.C. all the way to like the middle of fucking North Dakota to try and look for his son at this point in time, trying to see if you know what's what's real, what's not with this story, like if it, where his son and his wife's at, kind of a thing. Um, it's cool to see that visual representation, but I'm still really digging it. Can't recommend it enough. Hopefully something happens with the Amazon thing. I'd yeah. like to see more about it, but like I said, the last time I saw something was uh, like a month ago, and people were like, it's been pitched, but nothing officially has happened. Yeah. Which, like I said, Amazon does have the plate full with all their other original shit. They're working on Lord of the Rings now. They're working on Dark Tower. Yeah. Um, got a lot of shit coming down the pipe from them. And uh, <laughs> could potentially all kind of have a similar feel if you kind of... Yeah. Think about the way of like big open scaled worlds mm-hmm. and like lengthy storylines with a lot of like, Amazon is the place to go to for right. big open worlds and right. giant stories. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it's all like seems like it's all gonna be pretty grounded. Like if you yeah. like everything's grounded in a in a you're not going to space really in right. any of those stories, but they're wide open skip. Wide open space. Yes. Uh, that's all the comics I've been really having time for, though, and books. So, uh, what I, you got going? I uh, I got time to read Saga Volume One. Nice. Uh, you like it? It was good. It yes. was really good. I I knew I would. Um, actually, to the point where I I'm almost caught up on purchasing all of them. Nice. Like I know I'm gonna like this story. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know it's gonna be great. Volume One was was really good, and it's got me energized to kind of go. I've only done two, one it. and two, but yeah. I've not read past that. But what I read, I liked a lot. I want to get back into it, but I want to finish this first. I think I like that it. Uh, I like the perspective from the the daughter that she's kind of mm-hmm. telling the story of it all, uh, which is kind of neat. So it's it's uh, definitely going wilder places than I could have imagined reading the first issue years ago when it first came out. Because um, I was like, okay, I kind of get a sense of what's going on. And then it's just like all over the place, even in just the first six issues. This thing's being so popular enough that it, doesn't surprise, it surprises me that I've not heard that this is going to be a thing yet. Yeah, and it could be just, it's 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 wild. I mean, It yeah. seems like a thing that they would try to make a movie, like a series of movies. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, very, like, Hellboy-esque mm-hmm. in a way kind of a thing make like yeah. a couple of stories that follow certain chapters of the, yeah. the story itself yeah but it'd be cool to hear that too like if the whole thing was narrated to by who would be by the, the daughter eventually girl, yeah. and then just have a woman that's narrating the thing as it goes along and everything and then seeing the story unfold yeah that'd be neat that would be cool um, I finished, uh, listening to, I guess, Artemis Fowl, the first book again, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of revisiting that it was really good again um it makes me even more excited for the movie, and I, as far as books go, that's kind of the series I'm gonna read um, for probably throughout the rest of the year. Is just try to trying to find more time to read books. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a comics guy, uh, but but I'm trying to find some time to read books. And honestly, I really love like young adult books. Yeah, um, it's right up my it's reading good, level. Good, yeah. Well, I mean, not, not even just reading <laughs> level. It's good reading that is. I mean, it's, if, you, if I'm thinking, of, if I'm thinking in the vein of like maybe Harry Potter, since that yeah, would be the same thing, it's easy enough to read. It's easily understandable. It's good to pick up, and sometimes stuff that you don't necessarily want to put down. But I feel like it's good in chunks to read, and yeah. you could read a lot at once. Yeah, in, in doing that, I felt that way. That's probably why I read like the fucking Hobbit from like sixth grade mm-hmm. on like ten different times now. Yeah. Because it's not a huge book. It's yeah. easy enough to read. It's kind of wrapped it's, up it's, in it's, one story. It's, it's all the one story, like 320-something pages or yeah. whatever. And it's just a nice, neat, easy read to yeah. kind of brisk through. And I, I like stuff like that. So I think that's why, stuff's cool. I think that's why I, 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 I flock towards like 
Stephen King and uh, mm-hmm. like Neil Gaiman because I think their writing style is is broken down and simplified mm-hmm. enough to where anybody could pick up that book and read it. Yeah, I like that. Full book tour. Like I love King's short stories, like Four Past Midnight, Four Past Midnight, and stuff like that's awesome. Yeah, you know, everything broken down because that's a one you could do like a one sitting easy read of this like hundred and fifty page. Reading yeah. of like Secret Window, Secret Garden, and you then go, know the story and you're fucking done. Whoa, where'd that time go? I can't yeah. believe I finished that book already. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I finished uh, American Gods Volume 1, the first kind of, of um, the comic book mm-hmm. of it. It was good. Uh, like I said before, it's it's. I found as I got further into it that they took a little bit more liberty to do what they wanted with the storyline. Um, I kind of, I didn't bash it as I, the first couple of issues, Basha. but I definitely wasn't pro comic book. I wasn't like, Oh, flock towards this. It's the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, seagulls. but, uh, it, I felt like they did give it a little bit more freedom as they went on. And it, it ended up being pretty good, but, um, I still, if you were picking one of the two mediums that are currently ongoing, that show is, is top notch. And, um, and then I've been spending most of my reading time, um, I just decided I was going to go ahead and read through all of the Umbrella Academy and get caught up to, in fact, the issue that released today. Cool. Um, I read Apocalypse Suite. I read Dallas. Um, and then I started reading Hotel Oblivion. And uh, the issue six came out today as of the recording of this mm-hmm. and read that on lunch. So I need to, That uh, reminded me. I need to get back into leaving, reading more uh, Oblivion song. Yeah, I fucking love that so much, and that. I just totally yeah, dropped off that. after reading that. <laughs> uh, but Umbrella Academy's been great. Uh, nice. I mean, Dallas was good. Dallas is such a quick read. Uh, Apocalypse Suite as a as a story has a lot of meat to it. It has a lot of character building. You kind of, but once you get into Dallas, it's it's just like it's old familiar friends. Like you're just kind of running gotcha. through it to the point where I was like, I finished it within like I'm not a fast reader, mm-hmm. even with comics and pictures. Uh, I think I finished Dallas in like an hour and a half. I got you. That whole like six issue series. Mm-hmm. Um, Hotel Blue. Well, it was that way with East of West. Like it was just interesting enough after it picked up to me that you just bleed straight mm-hmm. through it. Like I, it didn't take long for me to get through one. Yeah. It reads easy. The artwork's awesome and beautiful and unique enough that it, it just, you feel like you're getting breezing through it whenever you finish it too. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Hotel Oblivion has been cool. Uh, it's got a cool premise behind it. Um, the Hotel Oblivion, the the uh, titular uh, thing that is in reference to the title is uh, is uh, the Hotel Oblivion is kind of the prison for all their bad guys. Okay. That they all it's like this hotel in this weird realm that uh, the dad built and created, and that's where all the bad guys go. And then you cool. know there's a story that's all tied into it, but um, it's been good. It's been nice. a good a good kind of return to it. I hope that. With the success of the show, and then the success of... I, I imagine this book's doing pretty well. I would um, it, it seemed like it was doing well before the show even happened. But Yeah. I think everybody was happy for it to yeah. come back. That uh, With Gerard not really doing a ton of... Like, he's got, I think, his solo music, and he's still releasing stuff here and there. But it's not like he's on, like, a giant album release tour. Um, it doesn't l- look like... I don't know if Doom Patrol's doing much as far as that. Um, as far as the, the comic book that he'd been writing and he's not heading up the young animal, uh, imprint anymore. I don't believe it's even a thing anymore. Um, so I'd like to see more of this. I'd like to see more Umbrella Academy. I'd like to see more from Gerard Way. I think he's a really good creative. He's got a, a good brain about him 
and he's got all kinds of stories I think that he could tell um, yeah, I'm, in that I'd medium. I'm more excited to see other shit that he can come up with. Mm-hmm. Apart, I mean, not that he hasn't. I just meant like other cool stories. Yeah, because I mean, really, as far as as far as I can think, I think he's got Hotel or he's Hotel Booker. He's got the Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol, and then he did that uh, that mini series of the uh, stra- the True Lives of the Fabulous Killjoys that tied in with the third or the fourth My Chemical Romance yeah. album. That would be almost be really interesting to see more stories that would be tied like back to maybe or yeah, something. Like Black Parade cool. or even the first one. The, yeah, was it Promises. Uh, I don't remember whatever that one. The, was what's the one with uh, Helena's? Uh, that's what I'm talking about. The first, that's, one. That's uh, the first one. I think it's the second album. That's the second album. Yeah, I think there's one before that. Uh, some three cheers for something or other. Something about cheers. Uh, you you cheering for stuff. Um, three cheers for sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. I brought yeah. you bullets. You brought me something. That's yeah. the first album. It would be cool if there was saying it's some kind of cool concept that bled toward like this one about mm-hmm. like. Actually introducing like a character in the book, like Helena, and yeah. stuff like that. And goes well, and, and Black Parade, he said, is you know, is its own like kind of standalone thing. Mm-hmm. So like, is there a story within that mm-hmm. that we could see, um, or does he have just other stories he can tell? I'm sure he's got a hundred different things lining up. Sure, uh, but yeah, that's my my comics and books. You got a you got a, a palm for me at the Dodd, my friend. I got the palms at the Dodds. Um, I know I said stuff about last time. I'm still not got back into Kingdom Hearts, but it's also mostly just because I don't really, I haven't really had a ton of time, and what time I have had, it's been put toward a bunch of other shit. So, I still do want to get back into Kingdom Hearts three because I really do want to finish it just to finish it. Um, I'm excited to do that. Um, I really want to get back more into War Groove because I've enjoyed what I've played so far, but I've not had time to get into that either. There's a lot of stuff that I've had that. It makes me scared because there's other things that have come out or are coming out very soon that I want to get. But, like, you know, Yoshi's Crafted World I'd like to get, but I don't know how soon I'll be able to get yeah. to that right away. Um, same thing with Sekiro, uh, Shadows Die Twice. I want to get that to play. Um, Resident Evil 2 remake that came out right before fucking Kingdom Hearts. And I still haven't played it at all. But uh, a lot more things that are going to be coming up here in the next couple of months, too. And it... it it frightens me because I don't know what all I'm going to have time for. It makes me, and that's why I said maybe before the last time, I might try to get like a Gamefly subscription again yeah. so that may make it a little easier for me to just be like, I'm going to pop this in my queue and then get that and just play through Crafted World real quick. You don't have to worry about any kind of other investment other than just like 15 bucks a month or something to mm-hmm. get a game or two at a time and then just have the discs or cartridges here to just kind of burn through the stuff and maybe just try to be like hey i'm gonna have this day free i'm gonna order this game make sure it's here around that time and then just kind of blow through it in one day or play as much as what i can so that way i can kind of report back about more games because that's that's i mean even if i don't completely finish some of them there's some that i just would rather have more in-depth coverage of to kind of explain because i can I can explain something to you all day, every day, based off of a video that I watch, but if I'm experiencing how it feels and how it plays, it's yeah. going to... Uh, to me, it provides more content. Um, Movie-wise... At least more... Uh, probably, I'd, I would I would appreciate, or I'd, I think that I would. you would get more as a, as a listener or as a, as a me, um, you know, with experience. And you kind of get, like, yeah. this is how it felt. Like, this is... You get more of that vibe of it. Uh, Movie-wise, we had talked about... Uh, I'm, I still haven't, obviously haven't watched it, but I think we're going to watch Solo soon. Oh, cool. Uh, probably next week, because I'll be off most of the week for vacation, so I'll have time to do some other stuff. Um, 
in downtime. So I'm going to try and watch uh, Solo as my plan to bring that so that way I can finally talk about that movie and understand some stuff that's going on. Um, and then we are going to start uh, probably at the beginning of next week, which we had talked about, uh, season nine of Walking Dead. Cool. So that way we can get caught up since it's, I think this week is the finale. Yeah, season finale. Sunday, finale Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I've got the, I bought the pass from uh, Google Play Movie and TV, so that way it actually just adds that to my queue as soon as the episodes are done. And so I'll have all the episodes ready to go to watch, because I know I want, wanted to own them anyways, because we're going to watch it, but we just not got a chance to. But that's, we're going to go ahead and start that. We're going to probably put a pause or put a pin in where, uh, where we're at on Gotham for the time being. Uh, go through Walking Dead, maybe do another season of Gotham and try and break it up a little bit, monotony-wise, so we're not just straight on the one thing. So next time I'll more than likely have Solo to report back to and definitely uh, we'll have Walking Dead to talk about, and that way we can kind of maybe do like a little bit of a spoiler since I know you've watched a lot of the shit we can talk about. Oh, my God, can you believe believe, uh, fucking uh, Shane's dead? Yeah. That fucking Shane. What was it just his shaved head? Yeah. He has. He came back as a zombie and he ate Rick's face off and then he got replaced by Nicolas Cage. Where can they find you? I don't get to talk about my poems. No. <laughs> I forgot about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're okay. I'm just laughing. Go ahead. Um, you can find me at... Uh, no. Poems. No. Um, I, I'm still going to work on some music, but that's kind of... That's, last, that's so last episode. Um, I'm good. I'm actually started working on uh, Clone Wars. Okay. Um, the animated series. Uh, worked. I'm working through the shorts right now because I've never actually seen them all. Oh, okay. So um, I I kind of just started it real quick. Probably watched like the first three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope to get through those. Maybe the movie by the next time we talk. Uh, but Clone Wars, episode two. The uh, the animated movie. <laughs> uh, that's it's just something that is always been missing from what I have consumed of Star Wars and it's hard for me to be missing that big of a chunk of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so need to get back into that. And then I think I am going to just start East to West. I'm going to try to catch up with you. Cool. And uh, that way we can kind of talk about it. Shouldn't be hard. Uh, <laughs> Not too far in. <laughs> that way we can talk about it on the rig together. Yeah. Um, and that might be cool. Maybe cool. We've never we've never consumed together. Yes. That would be uh, really cool. So we might be able to... There's some characters in, in Volume 3 that they introduced... That once, as soon as they was just like, uh, kind of brought that character into the light more so, and now that that character's like out and about, I'm just like, oh shit, this is fucking cool. It's nice. like dope. That was like how they kind of encompassed and ended volume three, and I was just like, how is this gonna go? Cool. But I, I'm really liking it a lot. Yeah, I think that I'll, I'll dive into that, and uh, that's what I got for you. Nice. Now tell me where you. Oh, you can find me at. Uh, <laughs> At Shad Schubert on uh, all of the, the the things like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, check all that for upcoming Can't Get Right shows, uh, upcoming episodes of the IFNZ podcast, and then what other uh, shit I'm hawking out up there. What about you? Uh, you can find me at Random Hero XIX on everything: Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, whatever you want to look at me at, uh, look up at me on. Uh, I'm going to try. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll make a special uh, IF, and grinder. IFNZ grinder uh, to where people can come and fuck with our podcast. Nice. Uh, I, like that. I am going to try 
to do my best here in the next couple of weeks. So when we come back with episode 38 uh, to bring breathe new life into the IFNC podcast Facebook page and the Twitter because those both kind of fell the wayside. I made them. I tried to be more regular. Nothing really happened there. But now that we've got, you know, more of you guys listening to the show, getting a little bit more feedback here and there, which we really, really appreciate. Um, That way we can have you guys actually just talk to us directly on there. Um, and that can be kind of our go-to hub for all things, you know, uh, discussion-wise. You can just mm-hmm. talk to us both on there. Uh, so Definitely. we will talk to you guys next time. Yep. Bye. I hate that. I didn't mean to do the 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 uh, the the kind of gap of words. It just kind of happened. I didn't know. Like it, it feels unnatural to be like I feel New Zealand. <laughs>